Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Bach by popular demand. England's Wolf of Wall Street, part three. <laughs> the, the most popular demanded podcast ever, second to Emma Kenny and No Love Zone Party. That right, is... Bigging himself up now. Not really. <laughs> the thing about this one that makes it even more special, got the wild man here. The, the legendary wild man. <laughs> it's bizarre because we've heard so much about this bloke. He's, you're like a fictional character now. Oh. The life of it, you know what I mean? You two finally meet because you've heard... You've heard Almost constantly gone through yeah. Jordy's podcast, and he's heard almost constantly get wild man on the podcast. But he's coming out. I'm like, what? He's, he's actually real. Everything yeah. he's said, yeah. it's fucking actually happening. Because after yeah. Sean left the first podcast, mm. a lot of people, I imagine, went, "That's bullshit. None of that happened." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then when you see he's real, you're like, "Oh shit! <laughs> what are we doing?" So, um, 23 stone larger than life. Yeah, you are, mate, aren't you? Yeah. you're one of those characters like. You walk in a room and everyone's going to fucking notice. Yeah. I like that though. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather stand out than sort of go a fucking into the background. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So, um, yeah, and Sean's so plain. Bit. It's just, you know, that's, but that's why I hung out with him because yeah. everywhere we went, he'd get everyone talking to us and he'd just like own the room. Really? And I was like shy and anxious a little bit when I was a teenager. Like, while man's just like, oh, I'm here. It's like P. Diddy and Notorious <laughs> B.I.G. sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. We have a very similar thing going yeah. Um So, how, how did these meet, lads? We grew up together in Widnes. Yeah. We were just uh, school kids, wasn't we? Growing up, you were three years older than me, aren't you? I was in a little gang with his brother, who was the leader, and his cousin Hammy, and they wouldn't let Peter join. Mm-hmm. And they used to beat him up and stuff. His brother was cruel to him. And um, in the end, I splintered off with Wildman. What made you think he was the better option to hang out with at the time? Do you remember? We just had like this good this connection. Didn't we? we were like buzzing off his um, boombox, playing Bronski beat, hanging out in the gay area of Manchester, yeah. doing like the, the early dance music stuff together, oh. and that led to us starting to rave together, didn't it? Well, yeah. When like most of our mates were going to the pubs and all that, we were jumping in the hall, but and we were going to like the Hacienda and we were going to the raves and all that. What? And we just got used to it. What, just because uh, these are names that a lot of people won't know because yeah. they are uh, eight. So, um, <laughs> like, no, seriously though, uh, Hacienda, Tolbert, things like that, they were uh, massive rave places. Well, so the Tolbert Hacienda, was my little car. Your, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so you, you go in your little Tolbert to yeah. the Hacienda. Yeah, the and Hacienda. You basically get into this huge club, it opens out, and bam. Yeah. in the rave scene yeah well be- most people our generation were sat in the pubs drinking you know fighting outside nightclubs right we started doing that at an early early age but they didn't want to leave the hometown but me and Wilman were like we've got to get the fuck out of here and explore 
So we go out, go to the cities, wouldn't we? Liverpool, mm. Manchester, down to um, Coventry, Stoke, Coventry, yeah, yeah, Clips Club. Yeah. Were they famous places in that time? Because Stoke and Coventry don't sound. They don't sound. They like were huge yeah. back then. Right, convoys so thick on the motorway, you couldn't even. You could see it from that end. To what that did end. you like about the raves? What What was it in particular that got in you? Because when I got to places like that, it's like. There's too many fucking people. Everyone's jumping around your face. What did you love about that? Though? All right, well, back then... Fit half-naked birds, for one. <laughs> Is that <laughs> you're, you're going to the right place. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Sold. Uh, back then, the dance music scene was, you went to a nightclub, you had your shirt and tie on, bouncers looked down at you, and maybe wouldn't even let you in. Kids were sick of it. All of a sudden, they're smashing open warehouses, breaking into airplane hangars, people are coming in with all this equipment and throwing these illegal parties it was like a revolution in music back then right all over the news showing all these kids with the big eyes on the ecstasy yeah. and um, the police and the government were like oh you know this is terrible blah 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 we, what we're we going to do about these people we were like we want a piece of that weren't we it was before it got all organised so it was like literally you walk up to a place it's like an old scrapyard and they open the door and there's two guys there and they've got like no big dogs and they've got literally like as the bags and you just throw your ten pound in because bagfuls of money and these big dogs and when the police come they, they just set the dogs on you just let the dogs go and you just gotta run otherwise you're gonna get your ass bit you know what I mean it was a bit of a buzz wasn't it, it was, yeah. like, you know you, know, you wonder if you're gonna get arrested at the end of the night and stuff yeah. like that yeah I was sick of doing the pubs scene and all as well. I was banned from most of the pubs, to be honest with you. Why, why is that? Being an arsehole, fighting. Uh, and then going to the <laughs> nightclubs and then always getting kicked out of the nightclubs and the bouncers are always like chicken wing me three or four of them yeah. throw me out. And then yeah, it's like, fuck it, I'm going to start fighting about you bastards. See, he's always painted you out to sort of be a violent man. Oh, do you think that's a fair statement? No, not really. No, I, I just. I, I love that. <laughs> He's laughing right in your face. We've seen all the teeth marks on no, his knuckles. To be yeah. fair, his hands look like they've had a few. <laughs> they look like they'd be perfect for just pounding meat in a butcher shop. Do you know I had to put my wedding ring on today. My mum said, if you go down on the right wedding ring, I'll get a divorce. Yeah. So I've got it on wife. Okay. Well, it started. It started in his school when he got bigger than everybody, didn't he? And the teachers put him outside raking the leaves. The teachers were so scared of him. Really? Yeah. Well, basically, what they did was, they, I think one of them was threatening me and all that. The teacher called Mr. Hayes, so I threatened to put him in. The, right, right near where the uh, canteen is, there they had these big bins where they put all the slop. So I was going to throw him in the slop. So the, the I had to go to the headmaster, and then the, the headmaster's like, he had this like traffic light, light thing on his door where it was like, red, mm. wait. Uh, no, it was red, do not enter. Um, amber, please wait. And green, go in. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting to go and see the headmaster. And like by this time, me mum and him were just like best of friends. First name, terms, every Friday, she's down there having a cup of tea. What are we gonna do with your Peter? Oh, just give him one more chance, will you? We're gonna have to do something with him. He's running rampant, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, they, I got um, I kicked his door down because he kept me on he kept me on red he kept me on night no don't go in so I booted his door and it just come off the hinges but what I didn't know he was having like a staff meeting and all the teachers were there so I got suspended indefinitely for that and what they did is they got me a private tutor from nine o'clock to eleven and I just did English and math and then I could go back home mm-hmm. and after six months they let me back in school and I got into a fight with a couple of guys. And then that was it then. They just said, look, 
if you want to stay doing exams, you can help the caretaker out. So that's what I did. I helped the caretaker out. When all of the kids were going to the chippy, getting the chips, I was going to the pub having an ass, uh, oh, what was it called? A low C, like right. the bottles of lager. Right. I was going to the pub having a low C. So, I mean, I didn't get no qualifications. I could have as well. I mean, I knew a lot of the stuff, but I just, I wasn't motivated. I was a class clown. Mm-hmm. It's like, and there wasn't really a lot of stuff I really liked. Nothing would actually motivate me. Subject-wise? Yeah, I'd rather disrupt the class. I'd rather be just the class clown, just be an arsehole, really. You two are in the same school? No. No. Right, no. okay. So you can't really, you can't uh, say right or wrong about his experience, but your experience of him as a teenager, was he someone who was a bit of a fire starter in one sense? Well, we should probably tell you about the red dots. <laughs> Go on. Uh, I'll let him tell you. Thanks for that, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, it's just... I, I, when I started getting into the fights with the doorman and all that, mm-hmm. I just used to have... It's not so much red dots, I think it was just anger. But, you know, like, you, you just, like, glaze over. And there's no... A lot of people have a stop. Like, a stop mechanism, they know the guy's had enough. But, no, I just, like, glaze over, and I just don't talk, pummel the shit out of him, pummel the shit out of him, until I'm getting dragged off and then I'll fight with them. When I started having to go to magistrates court for like ABHs and stuff like that, and in the end it started as the, like when I got to like sixteen, seventeen. So I was going to clubs, clubs at sixteen. As I started getting older, the charges started getting worse and worse and worse. So I decided to start going to the raves instead, to take a pill and chill out. So that's what I did, and it, it did work. You're not fighting raves. I mean, later on. <laughs> It got moody. It started getting where you'd get gangsters, well, wannabe gangsters, coming and trying to rob pills and all that. Right. But at the very beginning, it was just refreshing. It was nice. There was no one in your face. There was no one, like, fucking trying to pick a fight. or you, No one had to prove anything. You know what I mean? You just took a pill and had a laugh. Why do you think people picked on you in the pub side? Or did you feel that people picked on you? Or do you think you sometimes went out looking for a bit of a... Rap? A bit of both, really. A bit of both. I mean, I did go out my way looking for it too late. But I didn't necessarily go in the pub and cause a fight. Right. But I'd end up like... And to be honest with you, most of the fights I had, I never really had many one-on-ones. It was always a couple of them trying to jump on me. Would you say you had a reputation? So if someone saw you, they'd be like, that's I'd that definitely have a reputation, yeah. Because even if two or three of them done me in the next week, I'd pick them off one by one and get right. the bastards. You know what I mean? So you know how like you said that you'd see the, the rage sort of thing come over you? Yeah. Like, for me... Like I've got a little bit of that sometimes where when I lose it it's just it all bets are off like there's just no that can sort there's of not, there's no senses there. there's no like it takes us a while to come back to fucking reality yeah do you know what I mean because you're just in that place but like is there a reason that you're like that do you think like when you that started or has it just always been there do you think in you I think it's always been there in me really um, I, I, I don't actually know I was never like mistreated as a child mm-hmm. or I had a good upbringing or all yeah. that my older brother was an asshole. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. He'd hit me over the head for having a fucking wank. <laughs> fucking hell. I'd be having a fucking toss and he'd come in with a broomstick and twat me. Mm. Well, he probably had a bigger dick than him, that was all. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I just think it was... I always stuck out. 
I was always ahead above people. Like when I was sixteen, I was like two six foot two, sixteen, sixteen. Yeah. Stone. And you're just fighting bouncers by then. I, I yeah. still remember what you were black and blue once. I'm like a trainer to hit him. Really? At 16, yeah, I was doing yeah. like size 38 Farrah's, fucking like, you know, extra, extra large Ben Sherman's. So it was like, yeah. I'd go out to the clubs and, and bouncers would kick me out. Not for being underage either, but we'd just get into it with them. And you know, you just, I didn't like bouncers, to be honest with you. I just oh. didn't like them. It was just something about them, their attitude, the way they like, they get you and they like chicken wing you so that you know and just throw you down the fucking stairs yeah I got to the stage where I thought I'll fucking wait for you you bastard find out where you live I'll have you and then I thought I'll get in trouble here being like this you know what I mean what motivation is that though what 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 do you think it is that like motivates you to be that way because you you get almost zero benefit from doing that no not I mean? at all but that, I mean I didn't really put much thought into it right I didn't. It, I mean, it wasn't even enjoyment. I didn't get enjoyment or anything out of it. It was just. I suppose I was crying for attention somehow. You know, I think I was sick of fucking sick of just being not like people being normal and like just sick of. I wanted to be a little bit different. Yeah, that's what struck me a little bit about that. Yeah. that, that story is that it seems like you. You, that's not. where you connected, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. You both wanted to get the fuck out of witness and yeah. not be the same as everyone. He's very yeah, sensible exactly. about it. Yeah. He want, like, he's sensible about it. He had a plan, basically. What, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have much of a relationship with your dad? I got home with my dad, yeah. He, he'd like. Um, Was he a fighter like you were? No, 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 no. He'd, um, he'd nag a lot at me with my dad uh-huh. because he'd get in from work. And my mum would be like, he's been fucking up to this and he's been fucking doing that. Uh-huh. So I'd come here, I'd get a belt around the fucking head, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. I didn't really resent him for that, to be honest with you. I'd have, I'd have kicked my ass too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he was just trying to do, like, just whip you into shape sort of thing and keep yeah. you on the right road? Well, in the end, it was, it was just enough. They, they were arguing that much. It could have come, like, next to the divorce. Mm. I left at 16. And then by the time I was 17, I was with a bird. And she was pregnant, and I was living in a house, working at a place called the Crispy, the Golden Wonder. They call it the Crispy because it is just literally making crisps. Right. Golden Wonder crisps. I remember those. They're not around anymore. No, they're they? not around no more. They were yeah. fucking decent. They were, good <laughs> they were really decent. Yeah. You knew that if you saw another kid get Golden Wonder out their lunchbox, you were like, you're having a good day. Yeah. The best thing about that fucking job was you'd get paid 80 fucking quid, which doesn't sound fuck all. Well, it's more than a gyro now, but it doesn't sound fuck all. But every payday, you'd get like a big box of 48 crisps and they've given me for £2.50 wow. that was the best thing about that job and you got you got your wage packet like a little brown envelope you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. money mate I used to work with butchers and uh, every Sunday I'd get like big fucking chint and a few fucking sausage rolls and that would be like, like, you can't go wrong with that can you win with you two should have teamed up with that yeah. 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 how much for your crisps and beef alright um, so you you got a girl pregnant here yeah I got a girl pregnant you sound quite immature with like in that story that you're telling like not ready for that yeah. situation so how did that fucking feel like it it settled me down for a bit mm-hmm. but it went wrong real quick because mm-hmm. then I felt I was missing out on things then you know I, I, yeah. I'm sitting at home with this woman and she's pregnant and I haven't got money to go anywhere I haven't even got money to go in a pub and have a fight get into a fight or get into trouble or do anything and just getting nagged at and just like 
paint this, decorate this, do that. Well, you get a job. For fuck's sake, man. So if you're having a kid or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just didn't work people, out. People like you, like, the, the, this is not, no disrespect, mate, but like I feel like they're not made for that fucking structure, especially not at that age. No, like, no. You're not supposed to be on a fucking battlefield in a kilt swinging an axe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, You'd be the king's bodyguard. <laughs> I do feel like you were born in the wrong age. Because when he's telling me these stories, you think, right now, that doesn't fit into society, yeah. but in like the 15 years... You would have been effective as fuck. Yeah. 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 Your village is getting attacked. Yeah. He's first out. He's first out. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. It's like saving life, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, Mishoff of fucking Braveheart and shit like that. Um, so, uh, were you in his life around this time, were you, when this was happening? So, I'm like trying to like get my studies done, my degree done, and stuff like that around this time. Uh-huh. We're rave partners. So, on the weekends, I'm doing my raving with Wild Man, getting down to my studying on the weekdays. And I'm seeing how volatile he is and what's going on in this country with him. So, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to go to America get rich in the stock market, fly Wildman out and get him a job as a wrestler so we can channel this aggressive energy. Vince McMahon's game. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the master plan. That was the structure oh. I was going to put on him. But as you mentioned about structure and Wildman, it doesn't quite work. <laughs> so, so, so what happened next sort of thing, lads? Like- well, um, so I'm out there and it took me, from going out there penniless, it took me about five years within five years to start getting, you know, making the hundreds of thousands. And then Wildman came out while I was still a stockbroker. And I sent him one ticket, didn't I? And he didn't show up at the airport. I was yeah. grand. Then the next, the next one he came and- um, Why did you not go to the airport? You know? <laughs> he was, was too spent. volatile. Was too fucking. And why I wanted to go in the first place was I'd just done, like, I'd just done two and a half years in prison. And I'd been out for like 15 months and I mean, the two and a half, two and a half years in prison over there is absolutely fucking nothing. You only do half anyway. It's fifteen months. Right. It was like five months in Walton. Uh-huh. Just to like, be clear, fifteen months is quite a long time. This is oh. this is wild, man. Saying prison is nothing. Right. Okay. Yeah. For an average so, person. So, can we just, yeah. so, so just to understand where we've gone here. So at one point you're living with a girl. She's pregnant. Yeah. How do you go from that in, into prison? What happened? Did, she did kicks you, me out. Did you have the kid beforehand? She had the kid and, right. and she kicked me out. And I, I see. The, I, I went back home and the kid. Uh, I'd see my daughter Ashley. Oh. She'd come up every weekend and see me. Right. And see to see the ducks. And that suited me. All right. It sounds really an asshole saying that, but that that's all I was quite ready for. Really, the, the funny thing is, I know normally, what you're saying, though. Yeah. normally I think asshole, but because of the background story, I I think less asshole. No, I think uh, I think so. One thing I've learned from my dad, especially, is that just like because my dad was a fucking wild man as well. You know, mm-hmm, he was yeah. in that prison miler. Just some blokes, they're not ready for that when it happens to them, and then they're like, yeah, exactly. No. Fuck, you know what I mean? Like they've still got. A lot of shit that they want to carry on doing. Yeah, you know what get, I mean? get out the system before they settle down. Do you think you knew that and she knew that getting into that relationship? Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't a planned baby. No, like, no shit. Yeah. Um, Let's see, one of them over the wall type of things. Right. And so. So, how did you end up getting locked up? Sorry, mate. Yeah. Oh, I ended up. Um, I heard there was a raving witness. <laughs> I love that stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Sorry, how do you hear about rape? Like people just sort of go back then. Yeah, there was like flyers on your cars when you're coming out of the previous one, and with right. the numbers, yeah. the hotlines. You meet at a, a, a location that would be announced on that night. And normally, then, like it'd be a service, like Burnwood Services, yeah. and they'd have a flyer there saying there's a rave on such and such. Because they're not incredibly 
romantic places, are they, service stations? No, you know no, I mean? not at all, no. We've got some fun memories on <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it, like, this is a different time in Britain no when you're getting into this. No, so, yeah, no, there's no, no, no Facebook, Facebook. There's no, no Instagram. You've got to pay phones to find yeah, out yeah. your location. You've got to fax. Fax. Do you, do you ever fax it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Sometimes you get a fax. In the evening, there's a, there's a rape going on. It came on the fax machine. Not a fax, what do you call? Oh, like a pager. Page. Right, yeah, yeah. That's even cooler then. But right. then we're like, no, it's like 911 come, emergency and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a fax, no, it was a pager. You'd get it on your pager. So you two were turning up at uh, service stations dressed how? It was like multicolored back then, yeah. wasn't it? Is it similar to if you go into that cyber dog sort of thing in Camden now? Like yeah, it's acid, very, very right, acid, acid, right, right, right. Yeah. acid house. Yeah. I bet you look yeah. mad, like being as big as you are. I did. Bright as fuck. Yeah, I did. I bet you that caught some attention. Though. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll relate that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Everyone just fit in because everyone's just smiling and dancing and the yeah. smoke clouds. And, yeah. yeah. yeah and I guess it's easier to spot the other people who are going to the rave when you get to the service station. Whole service station at that at two in the morning, it's just the whole car park completely full of right. ravers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Please can't deal with it. No. So, so you're, you're on the way to the rave now. Right. right. So, oh, so I heard there's a rave on. And while I'm down there, someone goes, This is my local town. Now, there wasn't really many raves there. And they say, There's a guy, got 2,000 these on him. He's coming up the town. I thought, Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. I'm having him. I'm having it. Fucking right. didn't get me fucking gyro. I spent me gyro. Gone down there to try and get emergency gyro. It didn't fucking work. Yeah. Can you say you've lost it so many fucking times, can't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I go down there and waiting for him, and then like, I walk up into said, "Have you got any ease? Oh, I don't know what you're on about." And I'm with a couple of lads, and there's about three or four of them. I said, "Do you want some ease?" "Oh yeah, have you got some?" So I take him round the corner, befriend him, and bang him, and it works out. So fucking, it's the wrong fucking guy, and it's the wrong group of people. Some poor innocent. <laughs> this bastard. poor guy who's got. He had. And that guy had no ease. No, he had no ease. He had so this guy's thinking. He's just been fucking pub with his mates. Right. This guy's like, <laughs> fucking brilliant. I'm going to get some ease. He's going to be a great bang. Yeah. He had, he had enough money for a kebab, though. And then, what was I hitting? Some change fell out. It was about £2.80. Fell out. Yeah. And he went running off. I thought, fuck it, I'll have it. And went and got a kebab. Right. And literally, the next day, the police come to me fucking house. Armed police through us as well. And they come kicking me fucking door in and all that and got me for street robbery. I was street robbery. I was really only hit the fucking I was just hit him, what was street robbery about it? We said that he robbed him. I'm thinking, fucking lying bastard. <laughs> it's all that about and then I thought, fucking they can't be that bad money, can it? You know what I mean? Surely. Yeah. Cut a long story short, I got two and a half years for two pounds each. Jesus Christ. That's like a month for every fucking uh, ten pence or something like that. I know. Yeah. So, Jesus. where did you go to prison? I was in Walton for five months. Right. I got sentenced in, in Warrington. I went to Walton for five months, and then from Walton, I went to Northumberland, Acklington. Right. And then five months there. And then I finished off at a place called uh, Home House, Stockton on Tees. How bad do you think you hurt this guy, just roughly? Was he just chinned? Was, it, was he really hurt? Or? No, I'm, I might have. Um, Knocked the tooth out and a bit of a swollen jaw. I didn't, I didn't fucking know. It was only one dig. Yeah, so there's a... Because there's, there'd be people watching this now who are like, fucking hell, you hit them just for so... Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm trying to think from their point of view, like, did you feel guilty when you afterwards, when you were on the way to prison? Did you feel like, I shouldn't have done that? Or, or, you, or is your state of mind just like... 
I felt like a complete fucking asshole for doing it in the yeah. first place, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? But it was just spurred of the more. It was just one of them things. I didn't have anything better to yeah. do that day. Were you gutted when you didn't have these? <laughs> That's a genuine question. <laughs> I love that. I wasn't really that bothered. They got a kebab out of it. Right, I yeah. wasn't expecting <laughs> to get two and a half years. But 2000s, <laughs> and, you know, I'm not endorsing drug use to, you know, is terrible, but... Uh, you know, kebab. Well, the worst of it is, I probably would have sold them. I would probably give them away anyway. It wasn't about the money. I probably would have sold some. Yeah. But like, um, everyone's friend of that race. <laughs> but yeah, just thrown them. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's just <laughs> make a ring. Yeah. Uh, it was um, thinking about it. I shouldn't have done it, but you, you say that about a lot of things in hindsight, can you? Know what I mean? So we started a podcast. So when I heard this, I'm convinced now he's just going to spend the rest of his life in prison. If that's what he's doing, he's just going to get out, do something else. I'm thinking his only chance now is if we get him out of that, into America. For you're already country. in America while he's in prison. I'm building my stuff up, aren't I, while he's in prison? You're on the come up now. Right. Yeah. And Sean's yeah. only solution is that he wrestles in America. <laughs> wrestles biz. Yeah. Well, that, that I didn't work. It's the only no. thing we can find that can match Yeah. Up. What can we get him over here to do? Wrestling. That's the way out of this. I rented him like a, a, a part of a house um, near the Georgian Dragon. British pub in Phoenix, Arizona. I figured he'll just go to British pub, hang out with the lads in there, have a pint, and he'll be mellow, and he'll spend the rest of his life in America. Nothing bad will happen to him ever again. But this was going to go. This was, 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 was going to go a bit. You make yourself sound good there. You put me in the main Mexican drug addict fucking area. Right. You set me for failure straight away. You put me where there's fucking crack dealers, hookers, and like, uh, you have to come out the fucking road and get a bag of crack. Yeah. Right. Right. Say it was idealistic. Yeah. Yeah. So you arrive in, is it a sleepy, quite a sleepy town, or what's it Phoenix, like? Phoenix, Arizona. Like, no, the area he's in, was it? Central like, Phoenix. Central right. Phoenix. So it's yeah. a what bustling like? city. It was it was bustling, but the, the, <laughs> but it was just off the. It was, I was in like it was a, it was a Mexican neighbourhood. It's it's hot. Was that a cult, culture shock? Sorry, to interrupt you, mate. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like, I mean, even in London, <laughs> I've just I've just met him at the gate there, and like he's like fucking hell, London. And now Mexico is even more fucking yeah. strange. We yeah. are in the main Mexican area of London, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Mexico, Mexico, Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. The Arizona side is. Um, is is much more different again. I'm driving him back from the airport, uh-huh. yeah. and he's like, "Pull over, pull over." I'm like, "What's up, lad?" Like, is that a fucking? Ca- I want to see that cactus. I want to have a look at that cactus. Right. <laughs> Got these huge saguaro cactus. They're like, you know, twenty foot high, and he made me pull over. You see, don't you wear movies, don't you? Know what I mean? <laughs> I'm getting. I'm, I'm on your side of that one. I think yeah. it's quite exciting. <laughs> so, what year roughly are we talking here? Like? This is middle 90s, isn't it now? Which, again, 96, a completely different it? time. Yeah, Do you know 96. what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is, like, you know the movies that people are making now? They're making movies about that era. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this, your story is very similar to Wolf of Wall Street in, in some yeah, respects. from that it? era, exactly. Um, Classic. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, even the way you're describing... And people for kebabs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even the way you're describing this whole... I mean, we've heard two parts of your story already. Yeah, yeah. It is very, like something out of like Grand Theft Auto or like yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean so yeah. you're on your way this is a whole new place for you a new start what's your mind state right now in, in this place I'm just happy yeah. I'm just happy to see Sean uh-huh. best mate you know what I mean and sort of just get out of there just get out of prison get out I mean 
Back then, I was only about 18. I'll say only. I was about 18, 18 and a half stone. So I was, I was thinner, a lot thinner compared to what I am now. You must have been fucking huge at that way. Oh, you yeah. must have been a unit, is what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Looking at your fucking shoulders when you walk along. Well, you're big around yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was like, I couldn't wait to get there. And just seeing different things, like cactus. But getting off the plane, it was something fucking else. Just like, like... Imagine like fucking being in the microwave. Mm. As soon as the plane door opened, the fucking the hot air just hit you. And I thought, wow, almost fifty degrees, dry yeah. heat as well. Dry yeah, heat, very yeah. dry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something yeah. you'll have never come into contact with no, in England not or Europe no. before. No. America's a very different air, isn't it? Well, I've never been abroad <laughs> since then either. I've never right. been anywhere. I mean, wow. most people go. To this like is your first first time abroad. Ever yeah. Most there, people go like Greece or Spain or yeah. you know Portugal for the week. But it's very first time ever um, in America. Sean didn't want to lower you in gently. Not just at all. Fucking no. flying to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. are you aware that Sean's on the pro in the way of becoming a millionaire here? No, not at all. I'm just. I know that he's doing all right for himself, but. I'm just glad that he's got me with the tickets. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> and what I'm picking up more and more is like how little you analysed every city. Like you lived life. You know, you didn't think about it. You just went and did it. Yeah, didn't yeah, you? yeah. I like that. But so you're trying to look out from at this point. Yeah. And after a few weeks, me and the woman I was with at the time, we go over to visit him at his place that I rented for him. And I knock on the door. I'm like Peter, Peter. The door opens slowly. And there's all these Mexican gangsters in there. Well, you will put me in that fucking area. <laughs> they're like looking at me like, who are you? I'm like, where's Peter? Where's Peter? And they're like, Peter, we don't know any Peter. But you, do you mean pizza, pizza? No, I'm Peter. He literally I rented this place for him. <laughs> What's going on? Like, I start yelling, Peter, Peter. So then they, they like come at me in the door, pull the guns out. The burden with, she's like, oh, fuck. And we start like backpedaling away from them, thinking we're about to get shot. And then he walks over the road. He's like, oh, don't worry, la. These are my new mates. They're um, meth and crack dealers. There's a Colombian one who runs the gang. I've rented my place out to them because they like to move around a lot. Clever. And we were like, me and my bird were like, we just nearly got shot, Peter. You could have told us. Yeah. Well, I got a few quid out of it. Yeah. A big lump of crack. <laughs> yeah. And plus, they had, to, they had to just moved from a place 50 yards down the road, so they said I could stay there. The police had just busted the place, right. but they were still renting it out. So I could stay there, make sure that fucking... And if any come knocking on the door, say, oh, the new shop's there. Because they like the area, they? don't they? Schools yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. The new shop's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were buzzing at how big a crack rock he could do in one breath. How, oh. bi how big's a crack rock? Depends how big you want to do. It. How big can you get a crack rock? What, what, are, you, like, what are you doing, like, hundred dollar ones? You can get this to get it kilo size because it, it just it depends how you make it but I was literally most, I mean most it, people want to smoke crack though they get addicted very very quickly yeah it is were you good. were you like addicted at that point no the first time I'd ever done it and I did a massive rock and it was just like it felt good it felt really good like it was just the best high I'd ever had because it's like instant even that you wait you, you have a dance you eat your pole you whatever and LSD was all right, you know what I mean. I like to get get out out your mind a little bit, but and and weed, yeah. But that weed's just like so you know. What was the difference between crack and, and the others? Because the others seem to be quite straightforward. What does crack give you? An instant, instant euphoria, instant high. Like mm -hmm. every single hair on your back, every hair on your head just stands up, and you're like, whew, 
you're almost just fucking coming your pants there and then you know what I mean right it's just an absolutely lovely feeling yeah me too right. I couldn't stand it really it lasts a couple of minutes you're like and then it's gone and like I could say Ian and be happy for five hours alright so it wasn't a long lasting high no your first now. high is your only high your first hit is your only high and then people just chase it but I knew that and I wasn't like that I just have one big fuck off flat, fat rock and just leave it to the next day then uh-huh. it's but funny you, though because that, that seems quite um, like someone who's quite in control yeah of yeah what's going on were you sort of were you uh, <laughs> he would always say to me don't let the drugs control you we control the drugs right that was his Which saying quite back then mentality really yeah, yeah. drugs but was I was that doing, always I the mean, case it, well I had so many other drugs to do too right a crystal meth to try out I've never done that before How, what was the experience with that it was nice too it was just like it was all different experiences meth for me is the drug that uh, when you watch TV it's the ones where it's the model picture like a, a supermodel will take it in it's the before and after yeah, yeah. here yeah. she is looking gorgeous and here she is looking fucking rancid, rancid. After, after the drugs wrecked her like but in my head I'm like at some point when the girl sees herself fucking deteriorating she'll, she'll stop but they, they, they can't why is that why can't they stop they, they don't see it they don't see it as they've got a problem uh-huh. before the end it's too late once they see it's a problem they've already got the fucking sores on the face yeah. and they always look, they're already looking fucking fucked up anyway that's you know the biker I mean? gang drug isn't it meth that's yeah. what the angels yeah. Mexicans yeah they make it themselves don't they yeah. and you don't sleep you don't sleep for days and days why and not? days that's the other thing as well like with crack you got to keep buying it with meth people move from coke because coke you got to keep buying it but meth you do one line you're you're high for a day really oh yeah you don't need to sleep or anything you're superhuman did the price reflect that like was meth more expensive or was it all just as cheap dirt cheap wasn't it in Arizona because we're right next to Mexico right sounds really bad this but I never paid for drugs once in America really (laughs) sure it was like 7-Eleven for you downstairs basically yeah yeah but so if, if Sean wasn't around I'd, I'd make me own I don't have to go rob people anyway like or that. you'd have been a millionaire maybe Sean was holding you back <laughs> well <laughs> um, that's, that's why he could never deal he could yeah. never deal he would just eat any amount of drugs I gave him he would consume it himself it's like Brian being a McDonald's dealer don't get high on your own supply <laughs> <laughs> we, we were driving to a rave one time in this car and we were paranoid about police being behind us. And someone, someone in the car, someone in the car, like an ounce. Try sit to you with this one. Hasn't <laughs> someone in the car, yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. Big someone in the car, an ounce of meth. So we thought, right, someone's got to eat the ounce of meth. And one was like, I'll oh, fucking eat the ounce of meth. And then we get to this rave, Big Bear Lake I in California. It was cold up there, and you were you were like just sweating, what you know. I actually felt as if I was going to die that day. Really. I'm surprised you didn't really. It was just like it was a bit over the top yeah. because the, I mean a bit over the top. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me! What a fucking Take shots going to be on a t-shirt. Some this. this is a bit this is a bit over the top. Isn't it? <laughs> going in here. An ounce of meth. Do you want a drink? I'll fine, thank you. Oh yeah, we'll have one. Why not? I'll have my my god, lad. No, he was he was during that first trip. Thank you. Which he he, he did go. Um, to hospital multiple times. Yeah. <coughs> He'd get yeah. high on crack and meth and he'd just go walk about. And I wouldn't know where he was for days. He'd show up days later with holes in his shoes. Wow. And um, he couldn't even tell me where he'd been or what he'd done. 
I think if you'd stopped doing that stop brokerage shit and kept the better eye on me, things like that would have happened. <laughs> to your point. To your point. Were you would you were you sexually active at that time as well? Oh yeah, I was fucking everything in the Because Sean was fucking a lot of very attractive women from the stories he tells us. Yeah. Just to be clear, was that true? Yeah, it was very right. true. Yeah. So were you sort of joining in on this? And none of it was underage. Right, yeah, good. Follow <laughs> <laughs> you I just say that worries me. No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> Yeah. But, but, so were you sort of joining in on that were you you know I don't mean on the same people but you know were you well man met a woman that was into getting tased oh yeah we remember that from right. the episode two if you don't remember she showed up at the house party we were throwing with her boyfriend some bouncer dude oh Corey and obviously and, um, you've already got a dislike for bouncers real, yeah, yeah that's a real name I asked to stop using yeah let me speak like some people call us out on using different names on different stories we have to change names for legal reasons. Right. So, um, Brian, so, so Brian some of these stories up. might be the same, different names for the same story. Right. Just, just for the, the YouTube viewers. Sean gave yeah, me yeah. this fucking book last week. <laughs> he gave it me like five days ago. He said, listen, read it and make sure you know all the names. You oh, know the, who they are, but make sure the, like, the, the legal names or illegal names. Like, fucking hell, talk about pressure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where's your new book, Sean? This is part of time, new Throwing edition, down. almost 100 pages longer than the original edition. What, oh, this wow. one right here? Well, man, is throughout that book all of his most crazy stories. Wow. So, just just so the taser, the taser girl, the right, taser, right, so yeah, right. the taser. She, yeah, she yeah. like just to be clear, she likes stun guns on her clit. Let's let's go we back. Didn't she, 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 she just shows up at this house party. With a boyfriend, bouncer. Yeah. She sends a boyfriend off to make some spaghetti bolognese, was it? And in the meantime, meal. That's an unusual thing to turn up to a party and do, though, isn't it? Well, I actually told us to do it because we were talking, and she was like, as she sat there, she's flashing me a minge anyway. Of course she is. So I'm thinking, I'm going to bang that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fucking all right, that. So are you trying to work out a way to get rid of it? Old girl had had two the first half, like. She worked at a nude strip club. Yeah. Right. So she was attractive? Yeah, she was attractive. So skinny or. Skinny, half black, half white, what do you call mulattoes? Mixed, mixed race. Mixed race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think is kind of duck, isn't it? <laughs> That's a mallard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, a Mexican duck. So, um, so uh, she's sh- uh, flashing your vagina and you're just thinking, how do we get rid of him? I know, spaghetti bolognese. Well, basically, we were talking, and I thought I'd just get him out of the room. And she said she was going to, like, Tazar. Well, I, I first got the Tazar got out. And I, I started tasering myself a little bit. That was his party trick. He just bust the taser out and just start tasering himself. And people yeah. are gathering around, sort of going, "That's impressive." Yeah, yeah. 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 You, I mean, I just, just do it on my arm there. So they'd be I laughing mean, like he was getting tickled, and it didn't hurt. Oh yeah, it hurt. Burn. You can see the mark. I mean, you'd have like a, you know, I wouldn't just do it for this. I'd leave it. To, I took. I think a minute thirty seconds was the longest we had it on for, but it actually scarred. So, but so she's going on. She shows how to do my pussy. She said, but we've got to get rid of him. I said, oh, I'll get him some extra spaghetti bolognese. Because that, that's, uh, in the kitchen, they had the ingredients for spaghetti bolognese. It's like ready, steady, cut that down. That and <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So she basically sent him in there, and then she did the show, and, like, fucking, she, get, she gets a pussy out, and I've got the taser out, she gets the clit out, and I just zap her, and she's just like, ah, she's fucking absolutely fucking Wasn't loving she? it. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking right now? I wonder where she is right now. <laughs> like, She's on my Facebook. She's popped back un- up. Un- unbelievable. 
Next time we'll so, get her on the phone. Oh, yeah. I mean, all right. But um, bring her here. Yeah. Let's see it. Please no, don't. I'm thinking to myself, though, like, imagine being that girl and now we're all having a fucking story. Like, she's legendary. She's yeah. solidified. I guess that's one way of putting it. Yeah. She's like a tattoo model or something now. She's totally down still. She, she would buzz to talk to you guys, I, I guarantee. Brian's ideal. Yeah. That would be <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Oh, you'd love her. <laughs> so is this so just to be clear because I'm trying to build up a, a picture of your character at that time yeah were, were you sort of uh, girlfriend to girlfriend or was it sort of just like oh this woman over here this woman Bonnie over and here. Clyde with this one right once he met her. oh yeah, so yeah it was wild woman wasn't yeah. it, it seems well, a lot she was like, back in England wild woman because it seems a lot like you were um, quite once well, I met her and I wasn't fucking around right I, was, I didn't need to fucking hell <laughs> So on the timeline, sorry to interrupt, lads. Yeah. yeah. On the timeline, so right now in my head, it's like um, you've come to Arizona, you've made friends with the uh, the mafia. And it's all wild woman. He's gone to get a bottle of milk and jumped on the plane so to Arizona. That's the one thing we forgot. To let, let you told your girlfriend at the time. Yeah. I'm going for a bottle of milk, and you got on a plane and went to Arizona. Yeah. Not the one you got pregnant. No, I said I was going to get a newspaper. Newspaper, sorry. Sorry. Right. And then from America. You yeah. just didn't tell the whole story. Yeah. You can't complain. I didn't see which newspaper. Just popping out for the New York Times. The what? Nothing. Yeah. And then because cousin come and pick me up, Hammy. Yeah. And brought me to the airport. <coughs> and then when I got deported and went back there, I actually went round with the newspaper. Oh wow. And she actually took me back in. So so you so you'd been mixing with drugs for a while. Why did you get deported? Was there was it just your time was, was up an in escalation of things. Right. Was there a last <laughs> escalation of drugs, escalation of crime, uh, escal- everything just escalated. Crime. Yeah. Well the I had to leave how I ended up in this apartment in the first place is where he put me in this Mexican area there's um well basically a, a guy come round and having a bit of a party with having smoking some crack and stuff just gathering just gathering yeah mm. just making friends yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you want to um, come round for my uh, crack party yeah that sounds lovely yeah and he's with his girlfriend his girlfriend goes over the road to score off the Mexicans so I'm talking to this guy and he's, he's got a gun and like, it, oh, this is all new to me. I've only been in America. How long have I been in America then? Months, wasn't it? It's about three months. You're fitting like quite well. <laughs> Getting on, you know what yeah. I mean? Say, I say good morning to me in Spanish around there. Anyway, nice. the neighbours like me. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> They're all drug dealers, of <laughs> <laughs> So, cut a long story short, this guy shows me his gun and all that, and then I give it him back. And uh, he said, this is how we do it in America. Put the gun to his head and shot himself. On my door. Dead. 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 My, I got a call at the brokerage from my aunt saying, you need to go up to Peter's apartment right now. It's headline news and there's police tape all over his street. He might have killed himself or he might be dead. So why did that person kill himself? I have no clue Shooting to this accident. day. I have no clue to this day. Yeah. He must have thought the safety was on. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, like sort of fucking uh, Russian roulette style shit. Like just... That, was, that needs just, a spinning barrel though. He was on drugs and... Yeah, right. Was, yeah, he, he, no, he was just literally, he must have just thought the thing. And it was just an offhand comment. He was like, this is how we do it in America. Put the gun to his head. And I was just expecting to swear like click. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking hell allowed then. Yeah. Jeez, my ears are fucking ringing. What was your reaction? Well, half about worried about my ears and seeing half dead body, half in the house, half out the fucking house. First reaction was, oh, fucking hell, what the neighbours going to say about this? Yeah. You know Actually, what I mean? Yeah. His, his head's fucking got a big hole in it and he's hanging fucking outside the fucking door. Was that the first time you'd seen a dead body? Yeah, it's the first time I'd seen a gun and a dead body. So how, how, how did that impact you? Because for a lot of people... 
That sort of fucks you up a bit. I didn't really want to stay in that neighbourhood for a while. I stayed there for a couple of weeks afterwards, but it was just kind of... He, said he was having nightmares. I was having nightmares about it. It was a bit weird, you know what I mean? But you were a little bit haunted by it. You fucking would, mate. Like, that's yeah, pretty normal. It, like. it really got got to me a little bit. Like, uh-huh. And I'm thinking, well, fucking hell. I'd go to sleep and I'd, like, I'd, I'd see it repeating my head, repeating my head. And then I'd stop doing drugs for a bit then. I'd started drinking just fucking... What was it called? Fucking... 40 ounces fucking King Cobras oh, right, yeah. malt liquor yeah. and I was just drinking them for a bit and then fucking he wasn't getting along with his roommates either no <laughs> the Mexicans no no he had some roommates oh okay and I showed up some dirty smackheads <laughs> right I showed up and wild man's in the side of the house bear wriggling around on the floor and he's dropping the TV on one, picking it up and then dropping the TV on the other. You make it sound like it's my fault. It's like, right. it, it, they did provoke him. They did provoke him. Yeah. Uh-huh. He dropped the TV on his own <laughs> ankle. He dropped the TV on his own right. ankle and it was that uh, big. Trying to, drop, trying to drop an heroin at it. His <laughs> ankle was that big and he's like, I'm not going hospital, I'm self-healing. Oh, yeah. see. I'm self-healing. <laughs> This podcast has had some mad shit, right? We've said we've had some mi- mad people out yeah. there. The, <laughs> He's sitting I mean, right there. <laughs> no, Seven times mad than me. Favorite, yeah. One Ten of my favourite lines ever is the guy shot his fucking own face off. He's fucked up about it, and then he goes, and he wasn't getting on with his roommates. Yeah. <laughs> people said I was mad. Look at your podcast. I was a mental person. Wild man's stuff ten times more mental. Oh, let's but, get but, into it. But let's they did provoke you, didn't they? Yeah, they did provoke me. He just lifted needles and shit around the my house. He warned them right. not to leave needles on his side in the bathroom and stuff, and they left needles. <laughs> he had, he, 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 he could have stood on it and contracted something. Didn't warn him. An eye for an eye. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same with it. Like you know, if you leave your toothbrush out, you know. And, uh, and a dummy ankle and dumbass with my fucking aim. He must have wriggled his head. You know, just went to get oh, right yeah. on his head. But I got half the ankle as well. So did they recover from that? Yeah. Oh yeah, they were well stopped. I didn't kill them. They weren't dead. <laughs> they were all right. <laughs> so you end up going home after after this all gets too much. No, the, no, he, he, no. He moves me to Tennessee. This is just his way. first residence, right? This, oh, really? this is like the escalation. Yeah. No, I don't want it. I don't the want it. Yeah. The escalation <laughs> is just beginning. Oh, right. Okay. This is this is the. <laughs> He looks at sort with the Mexican mafia guys and all this other stuff, and he's got Russian mafia coming oh. over at his next place. Right, so, there's a place before that, wasn't it? The Gangster Disciples place. Yeah. He put his head through the wall. Well, I couldn't leave yeah. the country anyway at that point because the police, the homicide guy and them, so they, they took me down and they took my passport off me. Right. Because they wanted you not to go anywhere because you yeah, were technically exactly. a suspect at that yeah, point. Yeah. Right. So, I was, I was there for. I actually it was at the apartment for about. I'd say about. It happened within six weeks of me being there, probably, so I was probably, yeah. probably there about twelve weeks, and then wow, the homicide people come, and I thought, oh, Sam, get my passport back, and they did. They come up and said, class that has what was it? Shooting accident. Shooting was it? accident. Yeah. Wow. And they, but uh, you, did you have drugs in the house? They didn't come and investigate the house th- because the that's thing about Wellman is he consumes all his drugs immediately. <laughs> right. So if the police come into his house, they're in his body. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But the thing is. <laughs> I mean, I, there's a there's a Netflix series on right now called um, The Staircase, where the girl's found at the bottom of the staircase, and the husband did he do it? Did he not do it? Yeah. Ah, right. And, and with and with you, I don't know. There's a guy with a hole in his fucking head and and a, and a, and a smoking gun there. Yeah. I mean, realistically, looking at you and the behaviour that you showed prior yeah. to that, 
you did well not to get fucking the blame I for did, did well. powder test shows you shot the gun oh right, right. yeah yeah wow yeah. Oh, they, oh yeah they took me down there and all that <coughs> but let me go but they took me passport so they must have thought you definitely did it at, before they did the test they were known right away yeah. Yeah. yeah right and so after that where do you then go um, Gangster Disciples apartment on the west side what does that oh, mean I, uh, <laughs> Gangster Disciples what is, <laughs> this is our job what does any of this mean Gangster Disciples it genuinely sounds like an area in Grand Theft Auto or something like that well this it? is like you know you shouted, this is him keeping me out of trouble he puts me in these areas and they're safe bit Gangster Disciples he sets me fucking up doesn't he you know what I mean out of trouble yeah so who are the Gangster Disciples <laughs> Remember, he put his head through the wall. Yeah, no, so I go, up, I go up there and sign for this place for a while, man. So this is a new place? Yeah, I say, my cousin's over, you know, he's visiting from England and to tell the, the, the rental place. You know, he's, he's a good lad, we want to just keep him in here for a bit, blah, blah, blah. And, you're, um, you're still earning million, like the big money. Not yeah, I'm not into, this is just a first visit. Oh, right. He comes back in the late 90s when I've got the big money. But you're still quite well off yeah. at that point. I'm, I'm coming up making hundreds of thousands. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. a little apartment somewhere for him. You're okay at cool. that, right? Well, I do that, yeah, but you'll see what happens to them. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm putting him a, a safe distance from my house right now. Yeah. So, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Come to America, but stay away from me out. Arms length. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I bring you to the area I live. That's that shows my friend. So, he moves yeah. in, in there with these two women, and um, this guy is the disciple dude who thinks he's tough, he's a bouncer. He's got his cowboy accent. Did you not see the problem? They haven't even cashed my check at the rental place, and I get a call saying, um, Peter's been evicted. Because oh he's put his roommate's head through the plasterboard wall. He tries to sell me house. These are the flat rules. These are the house rules, by the way. I said, I said. Here's one. Boom. I, I said, did you see him putting this guy's head through the plasterboard wall? And right. he said, no, we didn't see him putting his head through the plasterboard wall. But numerous of the neighbours saw the guy running scared for his life through the complex with powder all over his head and face. And there's a hole in the wall. But right. he could have tripped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because they're just accusing me. Did he, did he trip? No, I didn't. Right. He but. did think he was a tough guy, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He fucked up, didn't he? He did. He, he picked did. the wrong one. Yeah. He picked the wrong guy. Yeah. That happens to me today, though. There's some people, some people sort of give it that and you, you look at it and you think, Oh, you just you picked the wrong guy. Yeah. You fucking. Whoever up. looks at you and thinks, "Self, I with him." I, I tell you what, there was a guy pulled in I was, as I was waiting for a taxi the other day. He pulled in right in front of us, and he sort of he went to sort of give a finger wagging in the passenger seat, and I just looked them dead, <coughs> like I was dead inside. Like, look, I think I'll, I want you to do it. I'll fucking yeah, just do it. your soul, mate, yeah. honestly. And then he just sort, and he just like put his hand yeah. like that. Oh, you, you came so close there. I like the story when you were doing the diving and you all go into the bar and you start singing the songs in the Scottish oh, bar. Christ and like you, you got, I don't know, is it Judicial Hall or something? You got this guy by. Oh, yeah. Kneeing him and So that was, uh, that, was, that, was, that was my story on the DC Dive one where um, two, two guys started on one of my mates, they both had pool cues. And uh, I ended up putting uh, one of them to sleep, basically. Just yeah. like, why you know not? you've got a wild story when. Wild man sent you. I like that story. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a badge of honour. Yeah. That's like Alan Shearer saying like the goal I scored. Yeah. You know if he scored any goals, he's that one. Thank you very much. So something's clicking in my head now. 
the woman I'm with, she knew people who were addicted to crack, and she's like, you got to get Wild Man away from Central Phoenix. Now, people... put me fucking there in the first <laughs> place, the but there you go. Tempe was like the party town, University of Arizona. Um, it wasn't like a crack meth-infested neighbourhood. It was more like the club drug scene. Yeah, it was party. So I moved... Young college girls. Right. It was a move up in life. How old were you at that point? 20... Um, <laughs> Mid-twenties, right? What would I this, is, this is Rancho Marietta so you now. Been, you, 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 Rancho you were 18 when you first went. Now you're at this new place. How many years later? Oh, you got, you're in his, we're in his 20s now. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm mid-20s, mid-select, getting... Just past, past mid twenties. You're two. It was ninety six. You took me there. He's got to be in twenty two. Ninety six. And right. I was born in seventy one. So whatever, whatever that is. Right. So you're twenty five ish. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still very much in your prime of your twenties. Mm-hmm. College girls. College girls. Big tough guy. You know, well, from England. You're a little bit exotic. So he yeah. moves into Tempe in his apartment. That's where you met the woman with the taser stuff. Yeah. Right. And um, basically, they say to me, "Does this apartment? He's behind on his rent." And I'll, I'll pay the rent, so I start paying the rent. As soon as Wildman moves in, <laughs> all the furniture starts to slowly disappear. Right. Minimalist. Mexican mafia dudes are coming over, Russian mafia dudes, um, Native American transgender people. Why are they, sorry, um, why are they coming by? People they... are cooking crack in the kitchen. More spaghetti bolognese. Did you just say Native American transgender? No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As in all... He like, she's. It was an eclectic mix. Good wow. looking he she's. Wherever Wild Man I, went. I thought Native American people were already, let alone Native American transgender. Oh. Yeah. Wherever Wild Man went, he always invo- had an eclectic mix of party people would come over. And he, he was like, he was running the area. No one can say you're racist. That's what I'm saying. Come no, on, no. come all. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> so to speak. He's LGBT <laughs> friendly. Yeah. yeah. You can see what you want about violence. He, he likes them all, everyone. Yeah. yeah. He'll beat everyone up equally. Do you know what I mean? It was this apartment. So then he she's it was this apartment now where we started our first ecstasy parties I was giving it away in the beginning and the the pills were going so fast it's where I saw the business potential of it and the ecstasy empire (laughs) began in his apartment Rancho Maria in Tempe in case anyone isn't aware I wasn't giving them away I was getting money for this right So you've seen the business potential, and just to refresh people's memory, <clears throat> how did you go from, all right, so on one hand, you're a stockbroker at this point making yeah. good money. Yeah. How did you go from, oh, there's a business opportunity here, to making the kind of money you did, and what kind of money was it again, just so people know. All right, so at this point of the story, um, Wildman, I'm having so much fun with Wildman in these apartments versus all this rat race stuff. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, you know, I could make a lifestyle out of this. Yeah. Do what you love. Do what I love. Mm-hmm. And um, we went out to LA, just started buying, you know, in the thousands at a time, low thousands at a time. You came out a few times, and you know, we drive out to LA and stuff, and you'd be in the car. Yeah, because I was wrong. At first, I thought I was only eighteen, but I'm just working it out now. And actually, she kicked me out at that stage. And you're, then, you're still and going back to when you were in England. Yeah, and then I did yeah, prison. Yeah. When I was 21, I, on my 21st birthday, I got my sentence. Yeah. So then when I got out... You're in yeah. your low to mid-20s yeah. for this part of the story. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, it all sort of blends in, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. especially with that kind so, of drug. So how, where did the money come well, from? Well, Wildman, at this point, Wildman's is going to accelerate into insanity and get deported. And I'm then going to keep building this ecstasy organisation while he's back in the UK. Right. And he's not going to come back now 
until about three years later. So what happens at which point now it's like a multi-million dollar So what thing. happens in those, just to give a condensed sort of refresher for <clears> people yeah. who might not have seen episode two, what happens in that? Well, man, there so many doors for me. Like I said, he meets these people, he tracks these people. They were all the key people that I then hired to work in the organization. So this is the New Mexican Mafia, is Well, it? they were protecting us through G-Dog, yeah. Um, but but generally it was like the local rave scene. Right. So all these little rave cliques are competing against each other and they come into Wildman because they've got beefs and they want Wildman to sort things out for them. But in the end, what we did was we united them all together and had them all working together under our control, didn't Free we? Love. And we got into the college sort of the college scene by basically... We'd front them pills and front them pills and front them until to the point where, you know, eventually the one of them's going to fuck up and not owe you the money. Yeah. Well, it's like, all right, well, you just go to Amsterdam, <clears throat> pick you some pills up and call the deck quits. So, simple. So, yeah. And so were you going to all the frat houses and things like that? Yeah. And kind of, well, they would come to Rancho Marietta right. and, then, and buy loads of pills, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's weirdly, you work a bit like me and you, Lawrence. Yeah. Different, but work really well together because you're sort of, you know, the mastermind behind getting the money and all of that in, in yeah. the operation, and you are quite a feared guy in this in this respect. So <clears throat> you're the one telling them, "All right, we'll call the debt off if you do the fucking Amsterdam trip." Yeah, us. the yeah. best way to get people to pay me money was not to have Wildman beat them up; it was to have Wildman move in with them. Right, and I use that method. <laughs> I use that method for years. Because like I said, as soon as he moves in, you feel like this is gone. <laughs> All these characters are coming over. They leave within weeks. Everyone was terrified of while man moving yeah. in with them. Right. You you are um, <laughs> a really good duo. Uh, uh, like you, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying though? It's like, yeah. You work well together. But to get him back in the country, that was not easy. So, so how much money are you making roughly uh, monthly, would you say, by the time... While because you've continued the operation while White Man's been back in England, yeah. How much money would you say monthly you're making? Because there's some big numbers. In All right, so it's building up. It's not a set amount. It's just getting bigger and bigger uh-huh. each year till the peak year. Peak year was probably about ninety nine, whereby I've got people coming back with up to thirty, forty thousand hits at a time. Thirty four thousand hits as hits in of ecstasy. Hit pills pills. So yeah. what is their worth? Should they pay about two, three quid? In ho- in Holland I pay two or three dollars. And they'd go for uh, twenty. They go for twenty to thirty in, in America. So but I front them out to the heads of my divisions at ten dollars. So say I'll give a head of one division five thousand pills at ten. Yeah. That's fifty. On credit. Yeah. And then he sells them to his middleman who then sells them onto the street. So I don't have to interact with any of that. I'm just sat back collecting so, collecting the money. So 30, 40,000 pills. If I'm getting street, 10, street value, what is that like? A 600 grand, basically. Yeah, if, street value. If I'm paying, t- if I'm fronting them out at 10 and paying two or three on 30, 40,000, my actual profit will be about a quarter of a million. And, and but the street value that they eventually go for is 20. Street value is like six, seven hundred thousand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a, and that's monthly. That's, um, could be monthly for having a run, but sometimes there were unpredictable things yeah. that would arise in that business. I yeah. So yeah. then, so you come back, in, so you left where it was <clears throat> a much smaller operation. By the time you come back, you're really fucking going for it. Well, I knew you were doing better. My apartment's got nicer than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably in nicer areas, no, really? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So so what happened Reward. when you were back in England? Have you covered that yet? Oh, oh no. No, we've not covered that. Alright, so you go back to England. He goes back to Wild Woman now, he's got some explaining to do. So you've got yeah. the newspaper. I've got the newspaper. She fucking kicks me in the balls. 
literally kicks me in the balls. What was that? And fucking tells me to come in, and we got we made, made love that night, and she she, she she let me back in. Yeah. She said, "Don't ever leave me again." Are you still with her? No, 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 no. I'm so with, I'm so with you didn't her. listen then? I'm with another wild woman oh. now. <laughs> right, a new so, wild woman. Yeah. So she new and improved. To, yeah, she says to you, "Never leave me," and you go, "Absolutely not." Yeah. How soon do you leave after that? Um, well, she, she comes. I bring her with her. She ended up number right. two in the crime right. syndicate. So every time you say you're going for a newspaper after that, she's going, no, she's fuck it. no I've got a suitcase. <laughs> All right, so what happens in England over those three years then? So oh, okay. Take so us through the timeline. I, I, I move in with her, and then everything's going okay. And um, I, I also have a little flat in, 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 in Witness Town Centre too. And... Like that's basically just where I'd go and smoke weed and stuff like that, you know. If we ever did go out, I'd go out with my mates. Cause she'd always moan about me bringing people back and like staying up till all hours. Cause she had three kids as well, so I'd have this party place where we'd just go. I wouldn't cheat on her. I wouldn't do fuck all like that. I wouldn't take no bitches back or hoes back. But I'd just get <laughs> get high and get drunk and fucking. But one of the roommates, the once again roommates, one of them tried to. As we passed it, one of them tried to hit me, little brother. Cut a long story short, I throw him down the stairs and stamp on his head a few times. Mm. And I fuck him up, and he ends up fucking go, going hospital. And he can't speak for like about two or three months or something like that. And he'd do me for like a sexual, section 18 and some intent to. Yeah. And I'm looking at fucking serious fucking time oh. again, aren't I? So while I'm waiting for the charges, I'm thinking, oh, fuck. <clears throat> I'm saying, do you fancy coming fucking America? And she's like, no, what about the kids? I said, well, let the dad have the kids for a while. He's always fucking minds and wanting to see her anyway. And then fucking eventually we, we set up house there and we'll bring them over. It's not a problem. Oh, I'll, I'll do anything for you. Just don't leave me. Okay, then. And that's that's how we end up going back over. But I couldn't travel with them. They, they, they travelled straight into America. I had to go via... A different country. Which country? Mexico. Well, the first one was Mexico, wasn't and it? I just send like Mission Impossible style teams of people through multiple countries due to his various deportations for being a menace to society. And but you don't have to say it like that. <laughs> you don't have to call me menace to society. I'm not a menace to fucking society. I was just fucking misunderstood. So how, <laughs> how did you earn money in the time you were back in England? Did you just go and get another job in the crisp factory or what? No, I was dull. Dole. Government, yeah, okay. just dull, and she, she'd, she'd be on the sick. She'd get her own money, and then the fucking baby's father pay hundred quid a week. Right. So that was being be worth bare money. It all adds together, yeah. doesn't it? But the kids got the money. Like, I didn't spend yeah, yeah. Money no, no, I don't think it, yeah, but, no one's questioning that. But yeah. my doll was yeah. basically my own, so I had me beer money. So and my flat was free as well. Why? Because I was on the doll. You get a free flat? Council house. Right, right council yeah. house. Okay, right. Sorry, I've got to edu- educate <laughs> Lawrence. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know whether, that, whether you had it for other sort of uh, oh, nefarious no. yeah, reasons. Do you saying. know what I mean? If he's got a mate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Another mate. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. no right. No. So, um, you then go back to America. And How by this point, you're rich as fuck. So basically. you're, you can yeah, get anyone a situation as well. All right, then. Which one of those? Because the first time you come, the second time you come was the schoolie situation. Yes, was it? it was. Right, so I've got this multi-million-dollar thing now going, and my 
drug debt to probably about half a million right now of all the people who work for me. All right. Um, my right hand man, who was my top ecstasy salesperson, um, he's the one who Sammy the Bulls crew knocked his teeth out and stuff like that. And he got he got into smoking embalming fluid. He was smoking crack, smoking crystal meth. And he started to plot against me. And he started to poison some of my other bouncers' minds against me. And um, seems to me, Sean, like having a mate like him might be ideal for this situation. I think that's why me, the wife and kids, coming over. Really? <laughs> so I've he, he, he comes on his own. <laughs> In the beginning, he's on his own. So I pick him up from the Greyhound bus station. He's been smuggled. And um, first stop is this guy's house. Do you tell him at this point what's been going on? On the way to the house. Uh, this could need sorted. Well, I say I want you to assess the situation because here's what's happened. I've got a lot of assess the situation. <laughs> I've got I want to throw them all in the fucking balcony. That's what I want to do. I've got a lot of internal strife right now. This guy, we'll call him Skinner. Um, he's, Skinner. I had, I had my own LSD chemist. He was manufacturing LSD. We had an apartment just for it. Thousands and thousands of hits laid out, gel tabs. So my LSD chemist got all this this, this stuff in his house as well, and Skinner. T- tells my LSD chemist guy, we're going to come over there. We want to buy, you know, so many tens of thousands of hits of LSD. But he brings over these Southside gangsters with g- guns. But my LSD chemist was suspicious from the get-go. So he had guys with AK, right? AKs and everything in the back of the house. Yeah. They come over to, bu- to pretend to buy the acid. They were going to rob the gun. <laughs> um, D, remember D, the big yeah. guy? He pulls out a shotgun, starts shooting. The guys with the AK start unloading. Bullets start going through all the neighbors' houses, and this is headline news. So LSD guy is blaming Skinner. Skinner's blaming LSD guy, and this is one of the main problems I had because this has just happened when Wildman got there as well. So we're like, we're gonna, we're just gonna go in and calmly ask Skinner for his side of the story, and that's what we did. So, so what happened next? Then? I wanted to brain him. I really did. Why? Why is that, mate? Did you not trust him from? No, day one? not day one. Yeah. First time I met him, day one. Just the story you could just tell. He was just fucking. He was off his head. When you've been off your head enough times, you know when you're off your fucking head. You know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And his stories and the way he was going on and on and on. I thought I don't trust this bastard. Just have him. And I said, look, just let me have him. Just have him throw him over the balcony or take him to the desert and have him. And he said, no, because he's making me the most money. I said, look, at the end of the day, I said, he might be making the most e-money, but you got your acid guy. So if you've got two fucking people in your firm who are fucking making lots of money and they're at war, you're the one losing fucking out. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was more to it than that as well, because he had a girlfriend, Marie, this Iranian-American lady who was really tough, and she was really supportive of, of everything I was doing. And they had a baby together. Who's girlfriend? Skinner. Skinner. So if Skinner... Well, you should have thought about that, shouldn't you? That's all. That's you and your sensible fucking side, that. Mm. Ultimately, Skinner's, what he did later on, took the whole organisation down. Wildman was right. But I thought if we escalated things to that level of violence against people who were working for me, the police would get involved and it would just... Think so you're trying to play down. things cool, calm them yeah, down. Yeah, I'm the negotiator, the diplomat. No, you, that's why you two, like me and Lawrence, that's why you two work well together. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You're the sensible you're one. You're the diplomat. He's uh, like, take, let's exactly. take him out to the desert. I'm like, that's we're not, we're not, we're not going to the murder level. <laughs> so, so you talked him out of that and that yeah. never happened at the time. What happened next then? Well, he put the fear of God in him because as soon as... Skinner answers the door he sees me he's like big brother and he's hugging me and everything smiling and as soon as he sees him 
His face just. Did he know who he was? That was the story. Oh, you've heard the stories. If yeah. you sat and listened to him for five minutes, Brain, you'd have thought, ah, there's something wrong about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, just it, a story. Wild Man's presence did put him in check for a little bit. Yeah. But it didn't last. Because a cunt's always a cunt. So, your presence, and then what? So, Wild Man's back in America now. Yeah. Putting you up at the Ramada and stuff like that, aren't I'm I? in a hotel now. With a family. <laughs> we, we have a little apartment by the month not just by the day either wow yeah. not that we get up at 12 <laughs> Mexican lady knocking on the door Ray Ramirez his, his first, his first night in Tempe <laughs> his first you night in Tempe yeah. his first night in Tempe we have a little welcoming back for Wildman party LSD guy shows up to give Wildman his side of the story and we believe his side of the story so a few people show everything's going quite cool mellow people are enjoying themselves and then this guy showed up who um, just said a few wrong things that Wildman took objection to and ended up getting thrown down the stairs. Oh. And the next thing... Wildman threw him down the stairs. Yeah, and the oh. next thing, the police are on the way. Right. But I don't know this. There's a noise complaint. Front office has been told. Um, they contact me about, about a noise complaint. I say, I'm going to keep it down. Send everybody home. Now, the only two people left in the um, hotel room now a wild man yeah. and another one of my bouncers called Robbie Rigetti I used to tell Robbie Rigetti stories about wild man before he came over wild man, Robbie Rigetti said he's, he's, he's bigger in life than I possibly imagined he picked me up and threw me around like I was a teddy bear right. I lived with Robbie for a while so these guys good are guy in, yeah very good right. guy yeah he was Italian good the, spaghetti yeah these, these guys which is obviously what you always <laughs> Robbie Rigetti's making you spaghetti <laughs> 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 and you two are good you two are good friends right? yeah, yeah, okay, okay. so I think when there's no noise now we'll settle down problem's over next thing knock at the door Right. I look through the door people the apartment guy a hotel guy with a policeman so I think while man's back it's his first day I've spent tens, over 10,000 smuggling him back in and now here's what's going to happen he's going to get arrested and deported right away so the, the, the um, the hotel guy says, can we come in? I said, no, everybody's gone home. It's gone quiet. You know, New Mexican Mafia screw me on what to say to the police and people like this. And um, the policeman turned to the hotel man and said, um, do you give me permission to come in to look for property damage? Right. And the hotel man goes, yes, I give you permission. And the police just barge past me. Right. And I'm thinking, fuck. So while man and Rigetti are on the bed, like you're pretending to be asleep or something yeah. like on these beds and the, and the, and the police and the, and the hotel man they're, going, they're like rustling through the trash uh, ashtrays looking for like evidence of weed or something so they can call all the cops out and have us all arrested but there was no evidence of anything like that and you pop your head up your bloodshot big bloodshot eyes and saying this demented voice what was he saying I said what's going on we're working in the morning that's it we're working in the morning we're working in the morning the cops like who are these who are these and um, I I kind of blagged him a bit and then they they left suspiciously quickly and then what started to happen was I was scoping out the area and police cars were gathering up the road and they were going to do a full on swoop and just arrest all of us because this little cop probably couldn't have done much against him he was he had all these backup guys up the road well he could have he had a fucking gun but yeah. 
Yeah, but you could have just knocked him out or something. Yeah. He probably felt threatened. Um, so I'm like, all right, we're just getting the fuck out of here right now. We left so quickly and through this route that, like, we got cacti- I got cactus spine stuck in my, my leg and everything. Yeah, you want to see cactus? Let's have a look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got in the SUV and then I took him to my. Um, we dodged the cops and I took him to a million dollar house on the side of the mountain, the gated guarded community. Yeah. Went to bed with my wife. Woke up the next day. Wow, man. Is like on the porch, like like a, a, a sleep like a grizzly bear, just with his face up like this in the in the heating in the sun of the desert, completely covered in cactus spines. Christ. The area I lived, the real estate person said, "Don't go outside of the house perimeter because of the rattlesnakes and the cactuses and the dangerous insects." Wild man had just wandered the whole neighborhood the night, falling down ravines, just got completely covered. We were out there just picking all these cactus spines it's out of him. Painful, right? Oh, I've never seen that house so much. Like you know what I mean? It's in the desert and all that, and you know, and he's got he's got this nice swimming pool, and he's got this, and there's like little snakes and stuff going around. Listen, <laughs> so I thought I'd walk around, and he had these big, huge tarantulas fucking on the back. Of yeah. The so I went for a walk around, fucking tripped over, fell in these cactuses, fucking knackered. <laughs> then I fucking started drinking some tequila and fell asleep. The, between my legs, I'd actually fallen asleep in the fucking sun as well, because I was fucking sunburnt, so fuck. Yeah. And that hurt. But why you threw that guy down the fucking stairs? You must think, this guy throws a lot of people down the stairs, doesn't he? He actually got a fucking good headbutt on me. We were at this uh, the house party thing. And like he, he was a snide little, he was like a jock. What I mean by a jock, he was an American footballer. Yeah. And he, he was just basically like, uh, we got talking and all. I might have bumped into him or he bumped into me, and some of it was fucking said. Oh, he was starting shit, yeah. And then, and then he was like, he was just like fucking trying to be gobby. And he had like sort of small man syndrome. He was right. small, really stocky. So we come up and said, "Oh, we've got no beef," and he went to hug me. So I thought, oh, fair enough. As he went to hug me, he fucking headbutted me and got me right in his fucking mouth there. Yeah. So, um, so I was right. And then the whole, the whole, um, it's on now, you It's a dirty yeah. move as well, though, isn't yeah, it? It was weird because everyone, yeah, everyone was on ecstasy. I hugged to fucking butt. Yeah. The like, whole room was like a big wave. That, that would the really fuck me off. Yeah. It was like people pulling you back, people pulling him back, and the whole room was like this big wave. That was because you were on drugs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's trying to like, everyone's like, it's so wave. It's a beautiful wave, everyone's just having a good time. And our gangster mate, G-Dog, he's got a gun and everything else. Yeah. Like, oh, fucking hell. Do you know that, that, visual, that picture you've just painted, like him, this all over a million pound house, like yeah. by the pool and all. It's like, yeah. this has to be made into a movie. <laughs> it is such a mental fucking story. Yeah. Where was uh, the lady you were with at this point? Was she back in the hotel, uh, the Ramada hotel? That's wild. No, no, he comes over right. on his own first. Right, okay. Yeah. She comes later. So this is the one right. home yeah. party. What a yeah. fucking party, by the so way. So she's <laughs> still back in England at that point. Yeah, right. yeah but I sent yeah. the tickets to get her. I kept me promising her to get her over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So do you do you ever go back to that hotel after all that shit? Or did you no, just... no. There were some hotels where we could get away with shit, and I knew where they were, and we we focused on. So them. they were like sort of friendly to you. Or yeah, and we had friendly limo drivers, but we had a, fr- a limo driver who was unfriendly, and um, we were all going to rave. It was we were in. A, I got a limo, didn't I? Out, 
And um, oh, it was, it was it your birthday or Wild Woman's birthday? Wild Woman's birthday. It's Wild Woman's birthday, another one of my workers' birthdays. Get this limo. Uh-huh. So we're all looking forward to having a good time going this rave. And there's a bottle of GHB. Now, gamma hydroxide butamate, yeah. you drink a cap full of it, and that's your high. Your dad used to be addicted to this, by the way. Yeah. He fucking, fucking loved it. Really so the bottle goes, drink you it. drink a cap lovely. full of it. Bodybuilders used to drink it. It relaxes you, puts yeah. you in deep sleep, promotes muscular growth. That's why my dad liked it. Yeah. So you drink a cap full of it. It's, it's quite a nice high, actually. It's my second favourite after E. So the bottle's going around from person to person in the limo. Wildman just goes, fuck off, and drinks the whole bottle. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. I mean, because the whole point is, if you stay awake on that, um, you're a wreck, aren't you? You're oh, a wreck. I was, you, you should have seen the amount of emergency, emergency workers, health workers, ambulances yeah. and fire engines and everything that came to try and forklift wild man out of this limo. <laughs> I couldn't stand up. Couldn't get up. I just went. He stood up. He stood up. I was he went like... to stand up. I, I watched it hit him literally. He went to stand up and he went. <laughs> it was like he'd been electric shocked. This is it, it's known though, like a cup, like yeah. a little shot. Yeah, you're done for the night. Yeah, you drink. Well, how many? How many cups worth? I'd probably say it was like um, it, it wasn't a bottle that big. It was probably more. I'd say like I not like them. Um, not like you get them kids juice bottles. Yeah, yeah. like that. About a bottle about that size, right. so and neck that ten, so then, ten times what so you're supposed to. Then the limo driver snitches us out, and um, next the cops are trying to like drug, <laughs> drug test people and everything, and then we're dodging the limo. I wake up in hospital with little tubes out around me and all that. But the good thing about it is, it oh. doesn't come up as drugs. Right. I love how we find the positives. In this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a very positive man. You got to be, haven't you? So. You're on your come up right now. He's he's back in town. He's he's your heavy sort of thing. Yeah. If you're the Godfather, he's Luca Brazzi basically. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's yeah. the feared motherfucker. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So what happens now? You're on the come. You're making more money. Uh, this for me is the part where. Well, the, not just me too. Like your, Joey as well. Yeah. G dog. G dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This if this was Scarface, this is the bit where the montage kicks in and it's and all the money's piling up yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying like it's all happening yeah. you're having fun now yeah. were you actually oh, yeah. counting money like that at that time no I had a guy who did it for me really? right did you ever yeah, see anyone yeah. one of those machines because they look fun we rented an apartment for it yeah. he did it all in there wow. had it in sports bags push it to the limit <laughs> you know you have, song, by the way. you know you have so much money when you rent an apartment just to count just for your the money. money do you yeah. know what oh, I mean him, him, you got so much money you just got a guy who you rent and you pay him to count your fucking money should have let me count it that would have went. <laughs> that would not have went. If well, he have found out where that apartment was, would have gone. Are you? Are you? See, you remind me of me, old man, a bit, like because you're quite an extremist, like um, in the sense of everything you do, you want to take it as far as you possibly can. Yeah, I don't know why I'm like that. I yeah. wish they had the cuts off. Calmed down a lot. Just, I've calmed down a lot now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That just come with age over time. Do you think you just sort of calm down? I just think it's being married, timid. <laughs> Scared of me fucking at some, at some point though, you, you've experienced like all of those extremes. It's kind of been there and seen it and done it. Yeah. And like it's yeah. just You've got it's, the it's quite nice now. to yeah, it's quite nice to sit down and I I've got a dog and he'll ask him Molly Muck called Sadie. It's quite nice to chill with me dog and chill with me wife. Relax. Well she goes upstairs and watches T V when she comes in from work. I fit kitchens with my dad through the week. Mm-hmm. So like when I finish work I like to kick it with my dog. And just like fucking say it's the wife, like, you know what I mean? Making a tea. 
and just fucking chill. What does she think of your stories? And when did you guys? Uh, she's not really that. Well, she's more. She's complete opposite to me. Like she's sort of. She worked in the council most of her life, and now she's an ombudsman service person. She works for ombudsman service. She's got like she's like him, a clever ass with degrees and all that crap. But, um, <laughs> you found the female version of Shane, basically. Yeah, it's <laughs> got <laughs> so, more her than me though. So, like, so he's, yeah, that, so, he's in the Tucson Ramada. All right, that doesn't end well. Okay, because I'd be nice for a second before you get into the fucking match shit again. God, we had a nice moment there when I looked out, coming out, it was good. No, don't, don't worry, mate. We're going to tell the whole fucking thing. Now. I've got enough drink. I'm going to be here until we finish this. So was that, a, was that a nice hotel? The Ramada was it's quite a nice hotel. It was nice, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's known for being flash as fucking at the Ramada. Ramada. Yeah. Come downstairs, breakfast, come downstairs, have your tea, nice filet mignons. He's got his spending steak money, his crack, his crack allowance and yeah, his steak definitely. allowance. Yeah. Are you giving him sort of pocket money to be Yeah, he's got a crack and a steak allowance. We're going to strip clubs, having meals and, and efforts getting along nicely in Tucson. Mm-hmm. But then there was a few situations went down at the Ramada. Mm. Like what? Um, These situations, it always looked me bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was me being the asshole. So I'm thinking, he's finished in Tucson now, let's move him to Phoenix. Now, like I said, everybody feared wild man moving in with them, but I had this really tough female friend, Sally Wack, who she said she called herself the head of the department of dykes. Wherever we went raving, she'd be like getting all these women and doing the dyke triangles and, and stuff like that with them. So what's a dyke triangle? <laughs> you asked that on the first podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the head to tail in a triangle formation <laughs> just, so, just so everyone so can know I'm, I'm, I'm selling wild man I'm moving in with her and you can watch she knows she knows what he's like she's got around naked so I call her up day, just I call, doing the hooving completely naked I call her up and well, say look oh, oh yeah I call her up and say look um, she's like I can't have wild man in Tucson anymore he's got a bit hot up here and first thing she said, <laughs> first thing she said was move him in with me hmm. I'm like Sally what? I'm expecting click. Every, look at look at everybody's places that he's moved in with. Do you seriously want that happening to you? And she was like, he won't fuck with me like that. I'll have him walking my dogs and I've got a problem with some people right now. Get him down here. All right, so, so you're, you you can benefit her in a way. Yeah, and she's got well, two, you, well, she's got we, two American pits we, too. We, we showed up. She answers, you like dogs? Yeah. She yeah. answers the door completely naked. She just spent half the day completely naked, basically. She got all of her vagina pierced. Well, one's like, oh, I could get used to this. Right. <laughs> Do you want another one? Or you? Yeah, yes, let's that's, that's get him another. <laughs> Look after her. So yeah. I give her his allowance, and he's then settled in her place next. Uh, thank you. Can you remember what his allowance was out of interest? It depends how long it was for. It was, it was at least like £100 a, $100 a day or something like yeah. that for his food and his drugs. Which is quite generous, actually. Um, and endless free drugs. It's a wage, it's yeah. a wage really. Yeah, well, the, the drugs they didn't really charge before. Um, that added up to a lot more. That's yeah. thousands of hits. I, I can imagine. Well, I'd just go to the fucking dealers where the, say I collected the fucking money as well. So I'd go and literally fucking know who's just being dropped off of the fucking door. And then I'd go and hit him up and say, I'll give you a couple of fucking bags for you. And um, when I come to collect it, I'll just sort it out. Sean won't need to fucking know. Yeah, and I wouldn't even see it. <laughs> I got my other guy, Cody Bates. You gotta collect this money before Wildman shows up at this place. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like a fucking termite in wood, isn't he? <laughs> just, like, just chewing through it. Like, I love it. All right, so yeah. he's up with this this queen of the dikes or whatever her fucking name is. Um, head of the department of dikes. Head of the department. <laughs> yeah, Sally White. Um, yeah. Her department. She's she black and nail any girl in here before any of you guys. And right. she did too. Straight and girls, anything. Oh, yeah. She would yeah. have straight girls. She'd be like French kissing, eating them out, and like just like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. yeah. So how was how was living? I enjoyed staying there. Yeah? It was, was very therapeutic. Did the house clean? <laughs> yeah, completely naked. Completely <laughs> naked. <laughs> I'd wake up and just like fucking hell, see pussy in your face. And funny enough, I didn't bang it out because it was just like sort of normal. You know yeah. what I mean? I love the dogs too. The dogs would come and fucking lick your face. She was like and a little sis, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> naked sis. You sort of had a weird sort of friendship then, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of them just looked up as Salman as the protector. Yeah, the teddy bear and that, but also yeah. the fucking mean cop when you needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. That works in our favour, mate. I, I get that. You get that. I connect with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah. it. Yeah. So that was good. What what happened next then? That? What happened with her house then? She's all right. So did you run that into the ground the way you did the rest of them, or did that work out? No, I was she right when she said I'll fucking tame him. She did, yeah. yeah She's she walking. Did. He's walking the dogs. She was fucking right. Yeah. yeah. She was the you only did. person who think Wildman ended up leaving voluntarily, and she didn't actually move out of her own house. Wow. Right. Yeah. What happened? Oh, so what happened she, she started going out with G Dog, didn't she? Yeah, Wild Woman come come over, didn't she? Oh, yeah, I showed up one time at, at Sally Wax. Wildman's off his face on GHB and E. Sally Wax sat there naked, and Wildman's just giggling, and Wildman's on the phone, all he can is, You motherfucker, this, yeah, I'm gonna come over there, you fucking is, you fucking Every day I'd have, well, I'd be reasonable, I'd have three or four caps, but oh, I'd love GHB. It was my favourite drug at the time, really. And I felt like it was kind of healthy for me as well. Just sort of built my soul. Well, it wasn't working out, but it, just, it felt good, you know what I mean? Right. So this is building yeah. up now to the entry of Wild Woman into the criminal It relaxes you. Right. It is a muscle relaxing. Mm. Right. The whole idea of my dad said behind it was when he got to the gym and he would be fucking doing everything he could, sleeping would help the muscles grow, so he would like almost force his body into it. But yeah. then he said when he'd stayed awake on it, it would be like, he would be off his fucking... So you know, man, he'd work out hard, yeah. take it, and yeah. then relax, and his body, his muscles relaxing, and that, that, actually that was the theory behind it. Mm. But he said, but well, my dad loves all, like, he loved, he's taken everything you can ever fucking imagine, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he really took to that. Yeah, it was one of his favourites. Yeah, if you drink on it, it really messes you up. I think that's why it got made illegal. Someone ran over a cop when they were on GHB and alcohol. Genuinely, there's a fucking video of me as a kid, like winding me dad up while he's on it. Honestly. And like pushing him and all that. And he's like, ah, wake up, dad, wake up. I swear to God, I've got that video in the house. Yeah. L- lovely times, lovely times. <laughs> Why did I didn't have a fucking clue at the time. Yeah. Like, I just thought he was asleep. Yeah. He was ready to run out, run out the door. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, so you move in with her, and then you move out of that place. Anything particularly notable happen in that time? Well, the the arrival of Wild Woman. Yeah, oh yeah. God, the missus comes with kids. So, can you give us like a character description of what she was like? Why did she end up getting called Wild Woman? Oh, she ended up getting called Wild Woman for completely separate reasons to me. She was older than me. She was uh, about 13, 14 years older than me. Oh, wow. wow. So, like... So it wasn't just because she was your missus that she got no, called No, no, no. She, no. She, 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 she earned the title. She earned the title. Separately. 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 Separately.
She was called that while we were, she was living. Wow. But, but why she got caught that is because she was in a pub and she was a big girl, big lass. And she, she got caught that because there was um, some woman had started saying something to her and like fucking she ended up having a fucking bitch fight with her and then the family tried to join in. The daughters come in so she filled them in too and then... For the American people, filled in means smashed or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm sick of translating for them. They need was that was that your usual? Um, do you know, like, in terms of what kind of women you type. went for? Did you have a physical type that you went for in a girl? Like, or was it just whatever you're feeling at the time? I didn't like the ones that are fucking sort of like be petite and all that. I, I wanted ones that would fucking you know argue with me and fucking confront me and fucking slap me, put a fucking pint glass over me fucking head you like that and she did <laughs> she stabbed him and everything no, gave him exactly what he wanted <laughs> why did she like that? do you like I thicker just, girls like as in yeah, like yeah, like curvy chubby. yeah like chubby. something that could take the power yeah it sounds quite strong though <laughs> once again I <laughs> same that's <laughs> <laughs> She so, sounds quite strong as well though oh yeah oh yeah people I mean, she's, only, she's like 4 foot 11 tiny Proper and shoot. four foot eleven white. Yeah, four foot. Well, I can't say that though. No. Oh, Some people yeah, most, most girls are heard than him. Yeah, at the time yeah. she was a right fat bitch. Right. Oh, yeah. God bless her. <laughs> can't say that, but fair play. Stabbed many a time by you. I'd look at, I'd go at City Bar or fucking look at a bird and get fucking a shank. You know what I mean? With a knife or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a sharp hell. knife, like a a bread knife, whatever she got in fucking hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to work out what she's cutting. What was the worst yeah. injury? Just This is a, a little... We'll come back to this. What's the worst injury you've ever occurred in a fight, generally? Was that... With her? Just generally? Like, um, what's the most that you thought, fuck, I'm in trouble here? Have you ever had a, have you ever had a worry like that? Or are you just... Well, well, she, she brought me nose a couple of times. Right. She I was talking to someone on the phone, and she thought I was talking to a bird, and she got the phone, the headset bit, and smashed me in the face with it. Fucking hell. Brought me nose. Oh, do you remember when we were like... With all those ravers on that waterbed. Oh, God, yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> I'm fucking high as fucking E, and we've got so these, well, like, candy ravers. So, so well, well, man's come over, right? Well, our woman's come over, and um, he's, like, in, having a barney with her, and he's like, come on, let's go collecting debts, lad, shooting pool. And I've got this, like, laid-back guy who's got this pad... And he's always, he's always got beautiful raver chicks over there giving him massages and stuff. So we go over there and we're on the waterbed getting these massages there from all these beautiful raver girls. And didn't you accidentally leave the phone turned on? I pocket dialed the thing. I don't know why that could but fucking... Mate, amateur, amateur. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> she oh. had that phone turned on oh the my. whole time. Oh, she heard she everything. She got, made someone get in a car and said, take me fucking over there. Right, so she can hear you go, oh, baby, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And right. she comes storming in. I'm going to fucking kill you, motherfucker. We've got these two fucking naked bitches on us. Not, not doing anything. Just two naked women we were on the bed. Event. We were just getting a nice massage. And she didn't see the funny side of it smack them and fucking just launched into fucking me fucking I'm not talking about a little not like you expect the guy he said like I mean the most I'd do is have a push you on give her a fucking slap mm. that's only because she's either fucking stabbed me or she's fucking hit me with a phone oh, yeah. or she's trying yeah. to fucking do me in uh-huh. I've got fucking scars all over my fucking head where she's come at me with fucking broomsticks pool cues fucking everything right she was like she had the same temperament as me 
And that was the nature of the relationship. Yeah, that was the nature of the relationship. It was a very yeah. disturbing Pro- relationship. Can I just say, um, I feel sorry for the naked girls because they. they oh, you should have saw their faces. They've absolutely you nothing wrong. Saw their faces. They they, yeah, she went after them. The whole house got run out. I'm talking drag fire the head and just poor little pretty <laughs> faces. Got poor, poor girls. They I want myself yeah, in a bathroom or something. All they were doing was earlier I was listening to it from yeah. the safety of a bathroom. <laughs> this might be my favourite part. He didn't even stay and help me, you know what I mean? He was gone. He was he, gone. He's a runner. You can yeah. run this guy. He's quick. Give him that, yeah. I didn't know what was going on so I was fucking got the left oh, we're all relaxed aren't we on the yeah, and everything it was nice up to them that comes as a shock so if you're if you're quite high and then you see her steaming over you've you get the massage I wonder what she's doing there I'm like oh hang on what's going on here yeah. I know what's coming what are yeah. you doing yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you, you you'd spiked Rigetti hadn't you as well yeah I what had. did you do to him well, he kept on saying he could take all as many pills and he could take all these ease, and, but he said never give me LSD because once I'm on LSD, I'm a very dangerous man. So I put fucking five LSD in his fucking drink, see how dangerous he was. He was like a little fucking girl. He was wriggling around crying. on the floor, laugh, laughing at the butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, is quite pleasant, really. <laughs> <laughs> and, the cat- and the caterpillars. Look at the caterpillars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, so th- this is... From what I remember, because we're we're, yeah. we're going mad, yeah. Yeah. Right. You're on the come up now. Still, you're yeah. You're his main. Fo- you're the the look of Bratzy. You're the yeah. heavy. Um, wild uh, woman's turned up. Yeah. How is that all working out generally? Aside from the fact that she's <clears throat> beaten fuck out of everyone. So I established them in Tempe now, uh, and wild woman is like becoming a dealer. Um, so was the, she good at, good at that? Because like, uh, she was good at it. Yeah. Yes. I left her for the titty girl dancer. I, I fucking left her while she was there. The fighting was too much, in it, but it wasn't healthy. And the titty girl was oh, titties. Yeah. So, so she became one of your dealers. Yeah. So right. one minute while woman's doing good, the next minute they're having a fight, and he's moved out. And um, <laughs> I'd have a back though if anyone tried to rob her, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. To do with her. Totally. Now, so she becomes one of your main guys, main yeah, guys of girls. Yeah, things are quite volatile with with the two of them. Uh, but then Wild Man is walking down the street one day, and he said something to Wild Woman, and a policeman overheard it and didn't like it, and and, and asked Wild Man to show him his ID, and Wild Man had a fake ID in the name of Candy Huff, and wow. he just pulled it out and showed the policeman this ID that said Candy Huff on it. Well, actually, you know, that's the, the, that's true, but it wasn't, it wasn't okay, actually a fake ID. you know the details I- you Yeah, it wasn't actually a fake ID. What had happened was we'd been to the driving place yeah. and actually went and got the IDs. So it's real looking. So, no, it's a, it's a real it's a real ID. Yeah. But what had happened is the actual driving people where you're getting from had actually fucked up. The woman behind me was called Candy Huff. Right. So <clears throat> I don't know how, but they've got my name, they've got my face... But with her name and with her ID, it'll be fucking her face with my fucking name. Right. It was an actual real ID. But that was the end of his. But that was stay, that then. was the end of his second stay because the police arrested me for having a false ID. And because um, you don't look like Candy Huff. No. No. <laughs> now he's in yeah. deportation prison for a year. What was that like? It was all right actually. The food's a lot better. <laughs> it was like it, it was, I got in the kitchen there straight away. <laughs> 
Because you're not really a prisoner in deportation. No. You're not, you're not classed as a prisoner. It's diplomatic, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like, I mean, you get three courses, they've got a solder machine, it's like, you couldn't make hoocher out of. And obviously no one there is really a, uh, a criminal, criminal in the sense no, of a criminal. No, no. Yeah. So you would have been the baddest motherfucker there by a country mile, boy. The biggest. Yeah. You know, Mexicans. Really little fucking things like this. Right. But, um... I mean, you met some, though, because there was, they had, like, they'd have different... They'd have the Mexicans, and then they'd have the, the Chinos, which is, like, the, the Chinese. And then basically, when they met, I don't know what it was with them. They'd just go fucking local with one another. They'd fight. But... Um, Whose side were you on? Me, I think, I was on either side. I just, uh, they didn't bother me. Right. They didn't, like... I, I just did my own thing in there, really. Right. I went, went in the kitchen and started cooking, started preparing meals... When I ever get incarcerated, most of the things I'll end up going in the kitchen because mm. I know for a fact that I can make my own food and it's going to be better than what they make. Yeah. And it's like you get paid for it, and plus I can get me yeast, I can get me stuff for me other things I want to do for the night time, make hooch. Uh, there is a side thing uh, people have asked us to ask you about prison um, cooking. Just oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, why? It's got some YouTube videos. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's. Well, it's just, I mean, if you taste prison food, you'd start making your own food, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. My dad used to do the same thing. Yeah. My dad was a, he, he went to the cooking prison straight yeah. off. Yeah, straight off, because you know you're getting your own food, you're making, you know, you're getting, you're getting fresh eggs, you're getting your fresh food and hot. Because when you're making it for the other prisoners, I mean, half the time if you're making it for the chomos, you're spitting it and God knows what goes on in it. <laughs> but when you're making your own food, it goes in a tray and it's just sat there in ages you know yeah. what I mean you might get it lukewarm but it's not the same mm. when you actually work in the kitchen you get your own and you have benefits of working in the kitchen like when working in Newcastle every every day you get like a stotty you get like a fucking big fucking balm like that and you put your own filling on it so it was like yeah get in the kitchen and you knew that so you sort of got straight in the kitchen yeah yeah. yeah. so yeah. after you got deported did you ever go back to that or was this was this when things sort of getting really extreme for now you? Now things are getting more extreme because while he's in deportation prison, Skinner now sees he's out of the picture. And he's got nothing to worry about. And starts to plot against me again. Not only that, launches a firebomb attack with some gangsters on Wild Woman's pad. Fucking hell. So Why? did, did you hear about that? Yeah, she did. Even though I wasn't with her, I was still fuming, like, you know what I mean? It's obviously a dig at you, it's nothing Yeah, to, yeah. yeah. It was a dig at me and him. Yeah. Because he, he went to live in Tucson, and, like, at the time, he was Sean's best e-seller, and then fucking Wild One started selling and ended up doing good and fucking making money for the fucking self and making money for Sean, and, like, fucking everything went fucking well. And he was just, he was like a, a jealous jealous kid really you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so we made a bomb put it through the window firebomb yeah, did she survive that yeah it, it just missed her almost caught her on fire Fuck it caught somebody place on fire and um, but what he did was he then had some guys um, show up and offer to take her to safety wow ah so technically yeah right problem reaction solution in the words of David Icke. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so he he pre he, he was really thinking ahead. That was actually yeah. quite a smart move from he him. He organised yeah. it. He was very smart of him. Yeah. But you can't get one over on Wild Woman like that. 
So she should she know what the fuck was up, did she? Oh, right away. She was like, fuck you guys. I don't know you guys. You could be taking me out to the desert. I ain't going nowhere with you guys. She was uh, born and bred in a pub in Garston. So she was like... Pro- pro- Savvy. Yeah. Yeah. Streetwise, yeah. Yeah, very, very. So she didn't go. Didn't go. But but all what's this your reaction yeah. when this happens? Because you're the head of the fucking whole operation. You I, be- I don't know what's gone down properly. All I know is that she's been firebombed. I go down there because, like... I've got to this close-knit network of people and I just start, like, calling people in and interviewing people and asking them, you know, what do you think's happened here? What's gone down? What have you heard? And then I found out, slowly but surely, the word started coming up um, that it was Skinner. And um, one of my strip dancer friends, he'd been at her house before he'd done this and he'd, me- he'd mentioned some stuff to her about firebombs and stuff. And um, At that time, he should have gone to the desert in all fairness, but I was in immigration. That's fuck all I could have done. He deserves it, don't he? You know what I mean? Fireball awesome. woman's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah no. But you didn't have any other heavies at that. You must have had other Yeah, yeah. I had, I had, I had um, G-Dog. But I think G-Dog was in that prison. But I had another... I had a bouncers. But then Skinner turned one of my bouncers called Vince. I had Vince in Wild Woman's flat. Fucking bouncers with, again. With, with a shotgun. <laughs> Anyone who came over to Wild Woman's flat got greeted by Vince with the shotgun. Um, to make sure that she didn't get robbed or anything like that again, but but Skinner poisoned Vince. Right. So I, um, my wife and Vince went to Germany, and they were going to pick up some pills in Holland, and um, they got high. They had the, in the hotel and they slept together. Right. And Vince was so high, he told my wife all of the stuff that Skinner was plotting, and they wanted to enlist her against me right yeah now she came back and um, she just told me absolutely everything as in she slept with him your yeah. ex-wife's yeah. gonna love that by the way you put so, that on podcast so at this you point, got you, banged yeah are you, <laughs> are you thrilled that you know no no what did you do about him because really once the people do stuff like that you can't ever trust them again really can they yeah he was out yeah yeah so now I'm paying a lawyer to expedite Wildman's release because things are getting too heavy against me now with Sammy the Bull and all that stuff. As in, you, you need him back with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a rest with the Mexicans <laughs> cooking in the immigration. So Everything's did, good. Did that work then? Yeah, yeah, he came back. But things just went mental. Because now he's at war with Skinner. Skinner's smoking crack, sherm sticks, embalming fluid, crystal meth. What does embalming S- fluid do to you? Um, it's like uh, basically what it... It's almost like PCP, I think. It's... When you died, you put it in your body. To no, but no. It. I mean, what does it do to you? There, I know what embalming fluid is, but I oh. mean, what does it actually do to your body? Do you know what I mean? I didn't. I never did it. I never right. did sherry either. No. Yeah. I does, never did, did sherry. No, I never did heroin. Never did needles. <laughs> so, so Skinner's told Marie, his wife, that we're all gonna fall down. He's done something against us, and she gives me a heads up. And um, Skinner leaves town. And we don't know he's left town, so Wild Man's at Skinner's place waiting for him to come back to his place. And my mate Joey Crack shows up. <laughs> Wild Man almost. He had so many weapons there, I can't remember which one it was you pulled on Joey Crack. How many weapons did you have in that place ready for Skinner? Well, I had a few in different places, in cupboards and all that. I'd never really liked guns ever since seeing that guy being killed, mm. killing himself. I never, well, suicide. I never really dealt with guns. Rather have a deal with my fists, or there's a few of them. Obviously, if they've got a gun, I'll put a fucking bat over their head or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, generally, even to this day, there's fucking 
I sleep with just I have like a weight fucking bar under my fucking bed. I have a baseball bat in my bedroom. You, know. you do that, don't you? In case of fucking anything happens. <laughs> in case anyone's thinking about trying. <laughs> yeah. It's what everyone does, though. <laughs> so you get out and you're straight back into the scene and. Well, I can't concentrate right now. He's on meth every day. I'm now. on meth every day. And the red dots are kicking. My in. goal is just to the red kill, dots are literally coming, kill school. That's things. what I want to do. I want to hunt him down, take him to the desert, and do him in. So Skinner is going to end up in the desert. Is he? Skinner school. And I'm trying to restrain him, trying to keep Skinner calm. Skinner's doing as many drugs as him, and it's just it's, it's going to explode. At some is Skinner point. still dealing at this point? For no, you? right. No. So he's basically he's useless ripping to people you. off, using my name now, and ripping people off. So he's useless to you at this point. Yes. Right. But he's a credible threat in that he could turn us in, and that's what he did. Right. Yeah. And this is how the the big police fucking. He gave me. the biggest insight into the organisation possible. There were ten witness statements. None of the others were insiders. He was the insider. Right. If you'd had him killed, you probably would have done yourself a fucking favour in many ways. Not necessarily, because we could be on death row. Yeah. So you've really got to weigh that up. But he was the biggest. Witness. My ex is another one that talked as well. Did you? Wild yeah. woman. Yeah. The chief shot you. Um, four people agreed to cooperate with the police out of the over 100 co-defendants in my case. And I signed a plea bargain so no one ever had to testify in me in court. And I, I forgive all those people. I've never held that against any of them. But, but I chose those people to work with me. So I got to take responsibility for I respect justice in a sense. Vince was one of them. Vince didn't agree to cooperate with the police, no. Sorry, what? Okay. okay. All right, no, yeah. Well, we'll pause it there. I'm gonna have a quick. Yeah, question. I do want to okay. pause. Yeah. yeah. The people who you think you know shot you from uh, it was one of them was uh, Vince. So Vince didn't shot me to the police, but he was willing he to actually, testify. No, no, he refused. Really? Yeah. Even after all the shit you've had between yourselves. Yeah, he refused. He won't be a snitch. I do snitch. think Vince had fucked him over enough at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. but at yeah. that point, you, he, you know what? I shake your wife. And I'll put you into the police. <laughs> <laughs> but that's against his, his sort of pattern of behaviour, though, isn't it? Because he, he's he clearly seems like a type of bloke with just whatever is going to benefit him. I think he did after he was dealt with. I think he did uh, have a change of heart about things, and he was a bit scared. And also, like, he knows I'm connected with the New Mexican Mafia, wow. and these guys are like doing serious things to people. Was that something that you you also knew in the back of your mind at that time? Were you sort of like, I've kind of got mafia protection at this point? At the point where Vince got straightened out, um, G Dog was one of the guys who assisted in talking to him. Right. And, um, assisted. <laughs> assisted in talking to him. Yeah. I love, I love the idea that he would be dressed like a, a secretary. So Vince had seen the headlines about G-Dog's brothers being these leaders of the New Mexican Mafia, doing murder right. for hire and being the most powerful, dangerous mafia in Arizona at that time. Just to be clear, New Mexico and Mexico are two different things. No, right? not New Mexico Mafia. Right. New Mexico, Mexico mafia. mafia. Right. New Mexican Mafia, right? Versus the old Mexican mafia, right? So, what's yeah. the difference between uh, the new and old? Like, what what were the new Mexican mafia? The new Mexican mafia are uh, no MA. Okay, in the prison, there's, there's the Paisas, the Mexican nationals, and the Chicanos who are Mexican Americans, and they're oh, actually, they're right, actually yeah. at war. Yeah, they're, they're at, at war. war. Right. So the New Mexican Mafia, yeah, they're descended from Mexico, but but they're Mexican American, born in America. Basically, you've got your old school. And then you got your youngsters coming up, and they're gonna want to take over. You know what I mean? Just out of interest, like uh, obviously they never did this, and you were never connected with that. But like, what kind of things would these people do? <laughs> the New Mexican Mafia. Yeah. 
Well, I was like, okay, so Just the night... Okay, it's starting to sound like a mixtape now. The night, the night <laughs> I found out who they were, you know, G-Dog's cl- clicked up with G-Dog for years now. He's our, our buddy and bodyguard and stuff. And I, I took G-Dog back home to his brother's house one night. And the whole sh- the neighborhood was blacked out. And the police are out on the streets. They're guiding the traffic with light ones. And we pull up to G-Dog's brother's house. And they're all coming out in cuffs and US federal SWAT team are bringing them out if we'd have got there a little bit earlier we, we, we would have been in the SWAT team raid so that night it was New Mexican Mafia heads of them rounded up pictures of all the guys who, who whose house we'd been going in and um, it said they're the most powerful dangerous criminal organisation in Arizona at this time Did you, you assassinating yeah. witnesses um, tried to assassinate the head of the prison system, uh, going after judges, uh, police. Was the prison um, system uh, privatized at that time, or was it? A, a oh state? yeah, yeah. Right. Some are private, some are state at that time. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah, these guys were absolutely deadly. So what kind of stuff are they doing to people? Because in Mexico, you hear of terrible things happening in yeah. Mexico. Was it similar to that, where they'd just be the, taking people out of their cars, shooting them, or torturing them? Well, kind of they've got their own hitmen, haven't they? There was one of the hitmen when I first got introduced to them. I didn't know this guy was a hitman. Shoved this coke in my face. He's like, "Take this coke, you know, to show that I wasn't a cop or anything." Do you remember Porky? Yeah. And um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. you ended up seeing him in the jail later on. I did um, favors for him and Lewis in jail. <laughs> so um, these guys were really, really hardcore. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't mess. Around. I mean, I, I was terrified every time I went into that place. They looked like at, at me, like they wanted to eat me. But they loved you. No, not necessarily. Right. The only time they loved me was one night. They said we're having a party. We're bringing our women over. We're going to get high on your e. And um, I, I took them to e. I got a call in the middle of the night saying they'd run out of e. Could I bring some more e over? And I arrived, they were all smiling, sweating, picking me up, England man, we love your ecstasy. And um, that was the only time they ever smiled. That must have felt quite good at sc- and scary at exactly the same yeah, time. Did. Yeah, Yeah. Because you never know someone might. <laughs> right. But they, they, they never, I never ever saw them again like that again after that. Yeah. So back to your list. Yeah, so Wild Woman was willing to testify against you. This is later I, after we all get arrested. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, you you mentioned that earlier and I'm just thinking like because she was one of your people and then all of a yeah. sudden she's willing to turn on you yeah. as much as you were in, in the in the business of looking after number one mm-hmm. you you begin to trust people yeah. what does it feel like when you know someone's willing to fuck you that badly in the beginning you have an emotional reaction but then over time what, what is that emotional reaction well you just think you know this person is um wants to send me up the river for the rest of my life basically because I wasn't ever going to get out of prison I was facing the maximum 200 year sentence so I'm thinking I'm fucked these people know everything about me you know and the prosecutors they play mind games I forgive her they like used car sales people it's the fact that she used to stab you mate you you caught you I know know, you're a very forgiven person by the sounds of it no but it's the fact that it's the way the the, the prosecutions they played mind games men can take things a lot more than women and as soon as they start bringing about that you'll never see your kids again you never see your mum my mum was dying I said you'd never see your mum they play emotional games yeah and you kind of I mean if you're going to bring a female into your organisation and shit hits the fan and they've got kids 
99% of them are going to talk if they're pressure, are, if they're pressure points yeah, yeah right. exactly it's yeah. a miracle you're fucking walking the streets like isn't it when you think about it logically yeah of course <gasps> like, how the fuck you're out yeah well the prosecutors play these mind games because they like use car sales people at the end of the day the business uh, the justice system is the business model and they want you to sign a plea bargain 98% of the cases in Arizona go to plea bargains so they put this pressure on me put this pressure on her and in the end you know we, we cow down and we sign these plea bargains which look like what? What is that? Basically, well, I got mine down to nine and a half years. So, wow! Yeah. So because so, I had a private lawyer. So let's sort of rewind a little bit on the build up to the eventual day where they kick your fucking doors in and they come and get you. Yeah. Where are you? Well, you've not even had him come back yet for the yeah. third time. So let's let's go back to the to the to the return of <laughs> the return of Wild Man. This is his. This is like his final grand finale alright let's get to that then <laughs> so, so where are you how's life going for Sean right now as, let's as, talk a bit more about Sean instead of me. Right. I always come out looking like the cunt did you because Sean is making so much money right now yeah Sean ne- by the looks of it Sean never changed no so you two are still the same friends in the core of it that you always were yeah, of course yeah right so but, where, where were you He's sobered up now, but he's ready for his next fresh round. Yeah. So you were you went back to England, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's I mean, I'm thinking that at this point, should I really go back? <laughs> Is Wild Woman still in 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 the US? <laughs> yeah. So you're you're on you are you on your own in England? Why are you laughing? What? what? <laughs> Just, it's just quite ridiculous in general, isn't it? <laughs> Should I really go back? Yeah. So what's happening with what? Where, where's your life when he's back in England? Tell us what happens. I'm dealing with the problems of um, things going wrong in my organisation. Newton. I'm also doing way more drugs than I've ever done in my life, so my decision-making processes aren't the best. I'm paying private lawyer now to try and get him out get him deported and then my thing is the lawyer's like yeah we're gonna I'm gonna expedite this he's gonna get deported any day and as soon as he does now I'm putting all my money into teams of people now to get him back to come right back to America right. yeah. I can't even want to stay back in witness for a while to be fair like yeah. get away from the madness yeah. how did it feel to be away from all that because that must have been incredibly intense it felt very nice yeah <laughs> you I know you're joking about that but yeah no you must have went from an insane Lifestyle to little old witness. Yeah. That must have been such a contrast. What was it like? Perfect. What's the flight back like from America? Like, are you. Because I've heard of other people being. It's uncomfortable from... because you've chained up. Right. I had, I had guards with me when, I, when they flew me back. So you're actually. I mean, when the lady comes and asks you for a drink, you can't have one. Right. Because you've got, like, you actually just coughed up. And then what happens is when you finally get to Heathrow. They guide you off the plane, uncuff you, and then they give you to the to the officers. Here. And what do they do? Well, <laughs> they're supposed to um, like guide you out or arrest you if you've got any previous previous or whatever. But um, I I basically just got through on this one. I had no previous. What had happened was the guy that had the, the section eighteen. He'd ended up fucking fucking up himself and being a burglar and like fucking nothing really happened and it was within it's like a seven year it was a seven year thing anyway where they couldn't actually bring any charges back up you know what I mean so I'm back I'm actually in England now and no I'm not with Wild Woman no but I'm back in fucking England 
and I'm, I'm back at my dad's and I'm thinking that was a mad ride wasn't it you know what I mean but then itchy feet he calls me back and I think oh fucking hell man you must have missed him you must have missed the lifestyle all of that I've missed him like a ball in the arse <laughs> <Right. hell. laughs> at all because it would strike me that if I was if if for a you know for whatever I reason, did miss him yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew you. I knew it was troublesome I knew it was too much to ask yeah what it, I mean like I know for the fact that he's making me over there's got to be hassle because why else was he going to have me fucking like this our wrestler <laughs> you're evil Itchy feet. <laughs> Itchy feet, yeah. And then suddenly there's a plane ticket that arrives. Yeah. To Mexico. And teams of people. Yeah. Through Canada and Mexico and all kinds of shit. So how then do you realise you're oh, going to get back into the country? Because the first time it was a greyhound, were you in just in the storage of a greyhound or what? Was like, no, no. He's, no, just, he's just received I flew from Canada. From... I flew from Canada. I flew to Toronto, Canada. Right. And I went over the border from Canada to Buffalo, New York. And then from New York, I got the Greyhound. It took three and a half days. Shit. From Greyhound. I, I would have said that too. Because when the guy the guy who picked me up said, do you want to get the plane? I thought, well, fuck that. I just like fucking being all around the world to get back in the country. I don't want to get... The last thing I want to do is get on a plane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, fucking, he let me on. I said, no, I'll get the Greyhound. I'll get the coach. You must have seen a lot of America in that time. Well, I did. I didn't realise how big it fucking was. Yeah. Didn't know we were going to see half days on a fucking coach. It's funny, because when English people go to America, I don't think they realise how big it is. <coughs> no. I remember when I drove in America, and I was like, that... Because in England, when you do that with your fingers, you're like, oh, three hours, maybe two yeah. hours. In America, when you do that on the map, that's so like, that's a day, do you yeah. know what I mean? You can literally go from Johnny Gross to Land's End in a day in England, can't you? But yeah. you can't in America, you can't fucking... That drive must have been amazing from it, it, it was nice, but the only bad thing about it, I don't know if you know he about... He loves travelling. Do you love oh, to get I'm just saying, know, like... No, but I don't know if you know about Greyhounds or not, but they always seem to have the station, and it's about a mile away from any Circle K or a mile away from anywhere you can go and get fucking beer. Right. So all you can actually get is, like, a tamale or fucking whatever fast food they got there. You and you haven't even got time to go and get yourself some beers to have on the coach on the next journey. So you literally three and a half days you're going and I think I missed one of them and I had to pay extra because I thought well I'm not doing this I'm not getting on the coach I got a 12 pack I thought yeah I'm late fuck it you know what what can you do yeah so you but you then make your way across the country but yeah you suddenly... do see lots of things you yeah. see the American Eagles and you see, you see beautiful yeah. things you know what I mean you do see nice things it's, this is all a movie montage isn't it like <laughs> amazing a man on a coat are you not allowed by that because I kind of no no I, I, I genuinely this whole fucking thing like this whole thing's amazed me you just look a little <laughs> bit numb right now do you know <laughs> you're just sitting there going just <laughs> the thing is when, when you guys talk I always sort of like I sort of picture everything in my head yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I can't help it <laughs> so you then arrive in Arizona you're back in the heat the baking heat the desert does he greet you um well, on, on the third well, time a hug. yeah on yeah, the third yeah. time yeah. but you're not there when he gets off the coach I mean you will be in the movie once he gets know. to the wherever this is I am yeah. Yeah. half hour movie at least. we've got people yeah. bringing him and coordinating him and he gets there and I update him on what's going on and um Things got a bit hot for the wild ones then in Tempe. Wild woman's place got raided. Now, I'd rented her a place, and I also rented her a place next to the place, just to store her drugs in, in case she got raided. But she got raided, 
and the drums. Oh, we actually got back, by the way, by then as well. Oh, you got back together? Yeah, we got back together. Right. Was it still as uh, volatile? We were in Mexico together, didn't we? So what happens is that it, things get so hot now. Wild man's going berserk, wants to take skin out to the desert. Wild woman's got raided. She's they, scared, so they, I go all move in with her to make sure she's all right. They found fouls. you know it and boning her again and things like that, so I'm back with her. Are you still fighting at that point? Or is no, it it was, no, it was much more mellow. I was just concentrating on fucking getting high and wanting to kill Skirly. That was my thing I wanted to do. It's the only thing I wanted to do. Kill Skinner? Yeah, come back to the only thing I come back to the country for us to do, man. So she's been ra- ra- uh, raided with thousands of hits of ecstasy, acid, meth, ketamine, Xanax, assorted Mexican pills, and um, they just let her go. Weird. Yeah, yeah. They said to her, um, she said she said she was just in that place. I'd have seen that sus yeah. myself. I'd have been a bit suspicious about that. So they so were trying it, to use is, her is to this, find us. Is this part of? All right, she hadn't cooperated it would have been in the paperwork she hadn't right. cooperated so she told let, them they let her go as a lead basically yeah yeah. she told them she's got she's dating some English guy or something over and he's, he's put her in this apartment but she just wants to go home blah 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 and they, they, they just they said well if you find out anything about them if you want to tell us anything else you know here's, here's our number blah blah they blah they must have been a little bit onto it well the detective who fucking he was we had a nemesis we had a nemesis he was the one of them who the rest of us yeah yeah thing. yeah Detective right. Reed, we'll, yeah. we'll call him. Detective Reed. He was totally onto us. So it's easier for him, really, to release her, not charge her. He's and just waiting for where she goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Taylor for ages, right? And if it had known that, I wouldn't have come back all the way from fucking witness back here because I yeah. knew it would have been fucking trouble for back to America. I knew it would have been trouble. Yeah, I knew for the fact that all they're doing is watching where she goes, who she's mixing with, what's going on, and tailing her. So, are you still having the big parties at this point? Are you two still going out and you know? It's like it's like he's paranoid. Yeah, everyone's getting a bit paranoid at this point. Now, my idea this is now, towards the end now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Getting, Does it uh, feel that way when you're in it? No, because you just your brain's like all messed up, and you're just thinking, I can keep. I'm going to sustain this somehow. So, people, I say now, my next grand scheme is because I've got operations in Mexico. It's got so big now, my pills have got to get smuggled in through Mexico. My thing now is to move the wild ones to Mexico, and all my mates say. The way they behave, if wild man acts up in Mexico, the Mexicans will kill him. Right. Send them down there. With, um, we had this, I had this guy who was a military sniper, spoke Mexican, Frankie Flowers. Uh, send, send you down there with Frankie Flowers. And, um, that was his real name. Yeah. And um, These fucking names get me. <laughs> um, I'm thinking, no, that, that wasn't his name. But you can't say his yeah. bastard name. You know yeah. what I mean? Joe so Spaghetti. They ran... Him and my right-hand man, Cody, who's also dead, because we, we can say his real name. Yeah. They rent Rest him this the nice house in Rocky Point. So doesn't does telecommunications are quite problematic. So I'm not in contact with the wild ones, but I'm sending people down there with supplies. Now, my guys go down there with supplies. Cody went down there with supplies, and he arrives, and the house is completely looks like it's been bombed the windows are blown out it's been on fire and he comes back and he says the Mexicans have killed the wild ones it's done it's over so I've got to send Frankie Flowers back down on on a research trip my other mate's scared to go back down he thought he was going to get killed to get to the bottom of things where were you? what happened is the people who took me and wild woman down with Tukin we went out for a meal and Atsy would give him the money to go and find us a place wouldn't give me the money to go and find my own fucking place. Give him the fucking money you, to find me place. Would you give him the money? If I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> 
So in the end, they're fucking, after looking around all day, in the end, they get a grip of this fucking guy and say, look, I'll give you the money, I'm going to smash you fucking in. It's my fucking money, you know, I'm not kidding, you're not minding it. So I grabbed a few grand off him and fucking, we found the fucking place. So meanwhile, we were fucking, the Rocky Point, it was just like, at the time they were building it up, it's called Sonora, Nancho Maria. But anyway, not not natural way, Sonora. So where we're at, we go we're driving this dirt fucking road up there and they've got like little houses here and there and little shacks here and there. And there's a bar. So what's that bar called up there? The Rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ended up going in the bar meanwhile woman. And we've just got just got this little place, does us, got a couple of grand in the pocket, fine, you know what I mean? Might have some ease in the bag, whatever. Don't bother unpacking, just throw the bags in and there's a bar open the yards. And it's the only bar around there, you know what I mean? It's like sand dunes and all that. It's you know, it's called Rocky Point. So I go there and I'm seeing these big huge fucking birds. I said, like, What the fucking hell are them? So I'm having these fish tacos and these like big fucking pelican thing comes and fucking tries to take it from your hand. No, you go Blackpool and you get the big birds. These are like fucking these are on steroids, these fuckers. I, mean, I want to punch one of the cunts, man. I'm like, come here. I'm trying to get one so I can fucking a bit closer and dig it. But anyway, she's like, don't be crude. <laughs> <laughs> I want this pelican. I do. Because he's trying to eat me food. Is it just the two of you at this point? Or is yeah, it with, yeah. The, where no, are the kids? Yeah, kids are with the dad. Uh, not with the dad, uh, with the husband, her right. ex-husband. Right. He, 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 um, he fought for custody or something and... Realised that he didn't want to, he didn't want him over there, which I totally understand. Fair enough. It is fair enough to be fair. He should have done it earlier. But um, anyway, so we sat there and we have a few beers and everything's chilled, you know. You know what I mean? We're in Mexico, we're in a different place. No one fucking knows us. A few grand in the pocket goes a long way in Mexico. Mm. So I'm thinking, all right, yeah, finally now we can have a bit of our time. Go back to the place. We had a few beers. I don't know what kicked it off. Oh, I, 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 I bought a bottle of tequila and started on the tequila and having a fag and that, just normal cigarette, no joint. And she says, um, don't smoke in the house. I said, fuck off, don't smoke in the fucking house. Why should you stand outside and have a fag? Well, you don't know if it's someone smoking or not. We don't want to offend them. We've only just got here. Mm. I said, I won't mind if we're having a fucking fag. We just paid her a month up fucking front, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Cut a long story short, she starts fucking arguing. So I fucking end up flicking the fuck. And uh, she throws a chair at me. That's it. She throws a chair at me. It's a reasonable debate. So I'm thinking, yeah, so I'm thinking, God, here we go again. Where the fuck did they even leave me dad's house? You know what I mean? What, what the fucking hell did I come back here for? So I'm just fuming, I'm just swinging on this fucking tequila thinking, you're a knob, you. You're fucking just lucky for fucking trouble. And then she's like, man, nagging. I said, Lord, just fuck off. Just go back to the bar, do whatever the fuck the hell you want, go. So she carries on, carries on. And I end up flicking the fag at her. So yeah, I picked that up, bitch. Just being an ass. And fucking, as that happened, the whole fucking floor sort of went blue. And then before it going blue, like seconds after it went blue, the wind just went, poof, poof, the windows all popped. What actually happened is she threw the chair, it hit the fireplace, right? 
And now in Mexico, no, over here we have like copper pipes for gas. Over there it's plastic. Right. So it's cracked the fucking pipe. Gas coming out. Gas yeah. is heavy. Yeah. yeah. So. so the whole place is on fire. The windows have just popped out. The whole place is on fire. Fuck, fuck, here we go again. So she's running around with a frying pan trying to get water, trying to put it out. Get the frying I pan. I see it's a moot point <laughs> at this time. You know what I mean? It's going up. So I just drag it. Say, come here, yourself, cow. Get out. So I drag it, I said, go and find the neighbour something. So she really broad scouts, knocking on Mexican people's doors, trying to shout at them and tell them that fire, fire, fire. And like, they're just fucking like, what? Not comprehending, not comprehending, you know what I mean? And then the end, she's pointing, and you see flames coming out the fucking door. So they call the fire brigade. So. I'd love to see the Mexican fire brigade, by the way. I, just, oh, this, I, don't, this, I don't know what that looks like. Oh my God, it's like some old Bill and Ben. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. This thing, waited 20 minutes, by the way. And the and guy you're next... paying your fucking taxes. Yeah. So what are you for? And the guy's fucking, the guy next door is panicking because he's got a really nice speedboat in the fucking drive. Yeah. Right next to this fucking like little condo, you know what I mean? <laughs> it is a nice place. Excuse me. So, um, so... I look and thought, this is a fucking joke, this. And I see this thing coming up, and it's like a little old fucking truck. And I swear to God, there's three people on it. And uh, there's no joke, this. God's honest truth. God strike me dead now. There's two guys on the back. One's pumping one way, one's pumping the other way, and one's holding the hose, and it's coming out in spurts. I think is this real? Is this, is this fucking real? So the first day you're there, you Burn manage the house to down. set the house on fire. Yeah, and you're standing outside in Mexico. So yeah. it wasn't really that they're being bombed. Obviously, no. then they, yeah. <laughs> this is just the first house. This is the first house to go like that. Right. So you're watching this. You can You carry on. I'm going for a quick piss. All I'm thinking. All, all I'm thinking is. There is something incredibly exciting about all this, but it must have felt so exhausting at that time. It was just so just mundane. It was, it was just the point that it's like it, it got to the point of being normal. Yeah, you know, it's just bizarre shit's gone around yeah, to me, no matter normal. what. Yeah. And that must feel almost like a curse in a way. It a was. Bit like, it was. Fuck, why did I come back here? You could have been in witness. Yeah, one having of, a normal life. No disrespect to witness, but relatively unexciting to what's going exactly. on here. Exactly. Yeah. You could have been drinking. It's so much fucking less stressful. Just chilled. Yeah. To you, witness is like a fucking holiday right now, whereas originally it was supposed to be the other way around. <laughs> and that is pretty much testament to how mental your life was. But yeah. he was having problems because his bird got fucked, so fucking he calls me back. Right. And But that, like I say, that's testament to I don't mean that bad <laughs> No. That was one of the many problems. Yes. Yes. There was several problems. But it is testament to the fact that your life was so intense and crazy at that time. Yeah. And you're sucking other people into that lifestyle yeah. who don't really want to be there, but it's you. You think you're doing them a favour by taking them there, yeah. And that's your crazy mentality yeah, at that time. Exactly, is that you want them there because you care about them, yeah. But fuck it, like you're ruining their lives while you're doing it, and you, along with your own. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. It's all his fault. It's right. all his fault. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't say that. That's in, the way the judge looks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't say that in a mean way there's something quite poetic about the two of you and then you stuck out in the middle of nowhere and there's water pumping so what do you do? Well, that's not what I could do what I forgot to do was go in there and get the clothes right 
So it's like it, uh, we're sat on the wall. And Fortunately, I had an investment in a rave clothing store. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. The landlord. A normal dress. Yeah. The landlord actually of the place come down, and we didn't say about we'd have a fight or anything. You know what I mean? Mm. We just said he hadn't rented it out for eight months. So we said so we walked in, let us think it right, and must have dropped in. It's gone up, and he's like, I don't know what he was saying because he was speaking Spanish. And I know Paquito now, but I didn't know to anything at the time. So it was like basically, he rehoused us about a hundred yards down the road. But got no clothes, got right. fuck all, so we were waiting for fucking shipment supplies. So how, yeah. how long was this between the end? Well, there's still quite a few little things before the very end. Right. This is just the first house he destroys. Fuck me. In Mexico. Yeah. In Mexico, yeah, it was the first one. And do the people like you? In Mexico, in the beginning, he was running the place. Right. They said they would kill him. He clicked up these Mexican mafia dudes who clicked up with the police. They had me running around in jeeps and stuff, taking me places, wanting to get a business relationship going. Well, they weren't actually Mexican mafia. They, they were paisons. They were like real Mexicans. Chicanos are American Mexican. The paisons are Mexican Mexican. Right. So they have their own. They have their own like like the New Mexican mafia. They have to click. Mm-hmm. This is like these, like real, the old, ma- the, old, the old school the mafia out in like, Mexico. Proper, so a bit more like, like the ca- kind of linked the into the cartel tradition. Yeah, traditional. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, so yeah. a bit more like the kind of not obviously not Italian mafia, but that you know that like more of a they had more of an Omarta about them. Yeah. This, yeah. Me- this Mexico that Arizona exactly moral code right. exactly. Yeah. The Mexico Arizona border is a major hub for the cartels to get their drugs in. Right. So all these guys are, are allied with a certain cartel, Sinaloa cartel, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Sweet, so he brings me over with all good intentions and he just puts me here and then he tells me oh we've decided to change route now lad the pills are coming to Mexico <laughs> I thought that's why I'm fucking here you know what I mean he's so all good you will see that sort of through ass. then yeah it's all for the goodness of his heart is that not the worst place to be then realistically danger wise Um in terms of anything can happen to you down there and no one will give a fuck the police will do it for you yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he was, he, all right, he got ripped off on a crack deal. So I've relocated him now into this beachfront condo. I've rented it through this guy in, out in Mesa. Beautiful property, you know, right there on the Sea of Cortez. He goes and buys some crack, gets back to the condo, looks at the crack rock, and he's not happy about this crack rock. What, what had happened there, lad? Well, it was too small, I thought, for the fucking price I gave him. And wasn't it bunk as well or something? Well, no, the crack rock was sad, but it was just like, fucking in Mexico, you'd expect a big fucking rock for $100, like... So I've got a guy, let's get this in perspective, I've got a guy... <laughs> well, you made me off, basically, so... I've got, got a guy bringing... So i with him. Yeah. I've got a guy bringing... Half a denari! <laughs> I've got a guy bringing 40,000 hits of ecstasy right now in computer towers from Mexico City, he's already flew over from Europe, to Rocky Point, where we're housed. I want everything as calm as possible right now. No police attention. He doesn't tell me this, though. Oh, he knew this. He knew. He knew. He knew. And he's like, I'm going to go and fuck this crack dealer up because I've just been ripped off on my crack rock and I don't care if it's a fucking dollar or a thousand or a hundred thousand. Nobody fucking rips me off. My fucking red dots are fucking telling me to go and hurt this motherfucker. And I just can't calm him down. <laughs> so I say, all right, I'll drive up there and drop you off. I'm coming right back. I'm ain't, I ain't getting involved in the mix because we've got all these pills coming. So he goes, there's the dude. And he's talking to the police. The police are right next to him. Like, fuck this off, Lyle. Let's just go. 
he's like, no, just pull up slowly and I'll get out. So I pulled up slowly and he did this kind of um, timing, violence, strike, as he's not quite out of the vehicle <laughs> to this dude. And then he fell out of the fucking car. Clunks him. Clunk him. I don't know how he clunked him. He clunked him against a lamppost. So his head just went bink. He fell down unconscious. And the police, I, I take off, and now I'm saying to everybody in the apartment, he did this right in front of the police. Here you go, Cody, here's some money, bail him out at the police station. This, you know, Hopefully this won't attract too much attention. But he knew the police. See, the thing is over there, you get to fucking, they're not, they're like little, apart from the Federellis, if your face is around there, they treat you as a fucking local. Right. So if you buy him some Saravezas, some beers and all that, because they're on low money, you know what I mean? The local general police are on low money. They'll sit and have a fucking joint with you. And, and I got to, while I was there for a while, I got to know the local businessmen there who were hiring the quads and all that. And they were friends, went to school with these police and all that. So I'm sat there fucking doing coke and fucking smoking joints. And these fucking policemen come in and they sit down and, have a, and that's how I know them. And this fucking guy, a clonked. The policeman was fucking. I didn't know this at the time. The policeman was there. It was one of the guy I met from fucking Alex's place. So he didn't fucking say anything. Right. Yeah. So you you've pretty much bought yourself immunity there. Yeah. Yeah. You ingratiate yourself into these communities. Wherever so well. he goes, we took him to um, Hollywood Boulevard, one of those dodgy pink hotel rooms, and uh, we all went to a rave. And when we came back, all the street people were knocking on the door every every five or ten minutes. Is Peter there? We, we, you know, we've got some free drugs for him. They were giving him the street people were giving him free drugs all night long. The whole time we were there, some dude in a Viper car with kilo, didn't he have a kilo of coke? He's trying coke. to get Wellman to stay, oh, stay, leave us and just go off with him into the night. I'm in a hotel room, you know, with thirty thousand fucking e's next door. So I'm in the hotel room there, and in the fucking right next to it, Sunset Boulevard, it was Hollywood. This guy pulls up in a Viper in a suitcase. I get talking to him. I've got a few pills on me and a bit of glass. I didn't want to go to the rave, I didn't fancy it. I thought, you just put me in this hotel here, there's fucking hookers on the street, all looking fit. Fucking, I've got money in my fucking pocket, and fucking, I want to go and fucking party with the party people, you know what I mean? The night people. Got talking to him, opens his suitcase and pulls out these fucking rocks and pulls out that. So we end up fucking smoking crack and all that, and he tells me, here's the keys to the car, go down and get me such and such. So. I go down to the Viper and sat there thinking, oh, I can steal this. I can't, I can't even fucking drive. So I'm sat there thinking, sat in the front of it and thinking, no, I can't steal it because I don't know how to use the fucking thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I went back upstairs and gave him the fucking keys and the fucking whatever he wanted from the fucking car. I was thinking, I can steal this now. And then it's just, I had a realisation. I thought, I can't fucking drive. You can, put him, to. you can put him anywhere in the world and he'll, he'll, all the local people of the night will start respecting him. They'll and, gravitate and, towards Yeah, they it. gravitate yeah. towards him. He starts running any area, he will start to run that area. It's the accent. But yeah, yeah, I don't bully or anything. It's just I get on with people or I'll fucking I'll have a laugh. Strangely, over. you're a people person, though, aren't you? Like, yeah, I am yeah. very much so. People, I love dogs. I'd rather kill a person than a dog. Yeah. And that, yeah. I Thankfully, think you've never that choice on that. It's the bitch of the dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the bitch of the um, So he's not that guy out. You don't have to pay any cops off at that point. No, yeah, no, no. The pills come. We get them back, and that was the last big smuggling mission that succeeded in the Atwood organisation. After then, it was it was downhill. Mm. 
some of those pills got jacked and we we brought Wildman and some of the other guys um, back over the border to try and sort that situation out and things just started to go downhill rapidly didn't they? Well also the Mexicans thing with the cops they, they let things slide with me but they did age <laughs> up didn't they at one point Wildman in the end because I, I lost a smuggler this guy out of Mexico um, he got popped coming back in and in Mexico City with some ecstasy from Europe and his mum was connected politically wasn't yeah. she in, in Rocky Point and she saw to it then that people in power um, wouldn't let Wildman stay anywhere and he ended up getting smuggled back over into uh, Arizona so she chased you out of town really yeah, yeah. she chased you yeah. out of town but not only that the police kind of didn't wear because everything was all good for the little stupid things where I'd get drunk and fuck up and he wouldn't do anything about which, by the way, if you go down there and you fuck up, always just have like a hundred dollars or fifty dollars in your sock. Yeah, no matter what it is, you have a bag of coke or whatever. Just give them that, and they're not gonna bother you. But um, what actually happened was, I'm sat in Victor's, the guy who rents the quads. The same police come in, we're talking. And I had a laugh with him now. They mention, they basically say, we know what you're up to, we know what you're doing, and if you pay us a certain amount. We'll make sure that your shit, remember, yeah. your shit gets from one place to another. So I'm thinking, this is fucking hell, it's extortion, isn't it, in a way? Because mm. they know, and if they fucking know, they're going to they can either take it or... Well, you either pay up or you're fucked, really. Exactly. In Mexico, they have an area called the plaza, and whoever's in charge of that plaza, the police, whatever drug you're dealing through that plaza, you have to pay the police, and they'll arrest your competition and secure you that area for you. They're gangsters. They're just yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah, they're different. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. just the, the gang of police the, are the biggest mafia. That's often yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've heard a lot of people say shit like that. No, yeah. the federales yeah. completely different. They don't give no fucking oh, shit. Deadly. They'll yeah. just shoot you on sight. They work for the stuff. cartels. They're like an army for the cartels. Yeah. So right, they go around yeah. in mini tanks. They dress all in black and they go around yeah. in like the little mini fucking tanks. Literally, when the police are locals, how do you get paid? Sorry, sorry, mate. It's fine. The police are locals and they hardly get paid much fucking money. Yeah. So whatever fucking the odd fifty or twenty or whatever they charge you, the tourists what come in there because you've got spring breakers coming. Rocky Point is just it's like from Monday to Thursday it's quiet as fuck. Yeah. It's like one of them places where you see like fucking you know them dust weeds fucking blowing food fucking spring break. But come Friday, Saturday, Sunday people come down it's just and then you got spring break. You got your Arizona spring break and you got your LA spring break. Do you remember yeah. Sally Wack nearly got arrested down there because she got a dyke triangle going on a um, procession on a procession. <laughs> all the all the university students were down on spring break. This like truck or something comes comes by, comes through it, oh, we hear all this cheering, all this cheering. Slaps it ass. And Sally Wack's doing the dyke triangle on this truck. But then the cops started freaking out, didn't they? Yeah. I'm just thinking, if they ever make a movie out of your life. I want to play a wild man. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I think I, I can do that. I'll, I'll be honoured yeah, and yeah, I'd like you to. I, I want to play a wild man. That's, that's, yeah. that's my goal. Yeah. Make me debut. <laughs> Lawrence can direct. I'll happily direct. I was, <laughs> I was worried you were going to give me a shit role then. Can I sit in the corner, smoke crap? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would actually be hilarious if you just made like one of those. Just a, a quick appearance in the movie as one of the crack people I in the background that. or something yeah. like that. That'd be great. So. When it did get tits up, I, I, we're sort of. I think we need another episode, to be honest. But when we should do the prison one in the yeah. next episode. I'm just finishing this one's going to yeah. be almost three hours. Uh, yeah. When it went tits up, 
what were you thinking? Because you were you in in he's, Arizona when it went? He's all right. He's got to be smuggled back now into Arizona. Okay. How so now he's he's now? back. He's back. I've got teams of people again. Wait, you know, trying to get him across the border. Try Arizona. Try California. He's not working. It's not working there. Are these loyal people? To oh you? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They, you know got, I've got them. They've been working for me for years. Oh, I'm paying, I'm paying them. Rigetti, Rigetti was one of them. He buys them. He gives them flats to live in. Gives I was renting like twenty different money apartments for, for people. He gives you know, them money. Gives them fucking jobs. cars, apartments, everything. You give him a life, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, yeah, how long? Yeah. How long did you get when it all went tits up? Out of interest? Me, yeah. They, they actually, I ended up doing the most out of them all. Fuck. Because he'd been deported twice. Uh, been deported menace twice. Menace society by the judge. And they said I was a menace society and I was a leading force. I ended up getting um, eight years and I did actually seven and a half of them day for day. Right, okay. And then I did like a, a year of a bit of immigration too. Right. But you haven't, that go down? you haven't discussed the houses, yeah. the, the other houses that get destroyed yet. Well, let's uh, let's not make me look bad. Let's let's, let's cross out on you for a minute. House one's been destroyed, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. that's done. House one's gone. Cigarettes, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. It's cigarettes and gas. It was his own fault. Yeah, exactly. So this guy owes me money, right? Um, he's a DJ. Yeah. So basically, he can't repay. While man's moving in. How much do you owe you? Sorry. I think he, he only owed me about, I don't know, 30, 40 grand, something like that. So while man's going to move in, and um, what happened, lad? I love how that's a punishment. Yeah. Well, basically. It was the best, it was the best <laughs> I punishment. Love the I love that idea. I love he turns up with yeah. a suitcase. <laughs> no. in, in my mind, he doesn't have a suitcase. He has one of those big sticks with, the, with the, the sheet tied up at the back. Like fucking Pinocchio. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So... Let's get back before we get on to that story. Let's yeah, get yeah. back how I got back from Mexico. Okay, okay. go for it. So fucking, it works out. It's going tits up. Got the police asking for fucking money to bring because they know they're bringing pills in, and we used this fucking influential fucking bitch's son, who fucking ended up. We sent him to go and fucking get some pills. The daft bastard, fucking put him in socks, and like fucking. Got high with the girls and that. What it means is he had a personal supply in his socks. Yeah. Not, right. not the bulk. Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah, yeah. I know that's a lot of drugs yeah, yeah. in socks. Exactly. <laughs> and then fucking got high with the girls in Amsterdam and he was that fucked off his head. He's actually walking through the airport and there's fucking pills dropping through his own supply out of the bag. So they bust him. And then his fucking ma, who's like all fucking high and knows the people, is like caught, like calling me. For like fucking getting the son arrested and fucking because he's looking at God knows what time, you know what I mean? She's blaming you. Exactly, yeah. Right. So eventually, Sean gets me out of there, and it was I remember that the day it was. It was the day before nine eleven. So September the tenth, two thousand and one, you left Mexico. The day before. Yeah. Yeah, because I know that for a fact because I thought to myself. If it had been any time after, I'd have never got fucking out. Mm. Because the security was so relaxed. And it was just like, you go over the border. And they don't even fucking ask you anything. You got that many college kids. I mean, you, you got to understand, from Tucson to Rocky Point, where it was, you think Mexico is big, but we're only talking an hour and a half, is it? 
Yeah, it's right down the board. About an hour such a flow of people. It's such a flow of people. Yeah, you just so, mix in. Just you just put in- a backpack on and say, dude, literally that's how stupid <laughs> it is. Just out of interest, you would smuggle drugs. When, when's the ideal time to smuggle drugs across the corner? I'd never carry drugs across, across, across the, the Arizona border. Yeah, so, so. When it's like spring break, when there's a yeah. lot yeah. spring yeah. break. So you yeah. wouldn't do it when it's quiet during the week. You wait no, for no, no, you wait for everyone crossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that anyone's looking for tips, but. Yeah. That's the best place to do it. Oh, best time but really the best time is never to do it yeah and that is the moral <laughs> of this story yeah. thanks for watching um, <laughs> and, and so this podcast was sponsored by the letter oh yeah <laughs> regulation yes, yes. Mm. and respect your body oh my god mm. um he's actually quite good at this <laughs> so you get back across the border just pretending to be a student or whatever exactly yeah, yeah. And you're back in Arizona, yep. and things are fucked up for him at this point. Yeah. Things are getting crazy now. He's at, he's at war with Skinner again. Um, he's um, getting on so much meth now. It's the only time I ever got scared of Wildman was me and Rigetti were in the front seat of a car. Wildman's on the back seat. Don't know what weapons he's got on his person. And I'm, I look in the mirror, and I just see these mad dog eyes looking at me, all bloodshot. He's 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 been on meth, and he's not slept for about five days. Well, I was annoyed that he didn't do nothing about fucking schoolie. And he goes, and he starts looking at me, and he's like, "I'm like, what's up, lad?" He's like, "I know you two guys are taking me out to the desert right now." <laughs> I've like, slept, and I'm like, "Guy twitching." Like, you know, you, to be fair. You've got those eyes, though, haven't you? Yes. Like, you've got. Uh, he's got eyes. Uh, those. I kind of look at Bratty like that. That's what. Yeah, you're yeah, 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 yeah. Those look at Bratty eyes of like yeah, a killer. Basically. So he's never ever spoke to me like this before, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, is he gonna snap while I'm driving and do something? I'm like, what are you on about, lad? Post. What are you on about, lad? Of course we're not taking up the desert. You're just sketching. You're just high on meth. Why would we do that? Because I know too much. I know what's going on. <laughs> I'm looking at Rigetti, me and Rigetti are like the blood stream. Fucking faces. I love this. This is so funny. So his last run in America, this is what he's like now. He's gone to this level. Paranoid as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Wild Woman said um, he was pacing in this place they were living at and he had weapons all over the place. And um, she was like, what's the, what's the problem? What's the problem? Oh, fucking Sean sending the Mexicans because I know what's going on. The Mexicans are coming. They've got wood panelled cars. I know exactly what cars they're driving. So he's just completely gone into this other dimension now. And I'm trying to like keep him calm. Uh, I'm trying to keep everybody else I'm calm. I'm stalking these Mexicans who would panel what they were. They were fucking gardeners. Right. <laughs> the, the police. Um, oh, it's fucked at this point. The police yeah. were so hot onto me. My lawyer now says basically. You gotta stop. This is too fuck gone too far. Are you, are you fucked? You've got a good one. Stop. I'm uh, the woman I'm with. I'm in love with. She talks me out of the dealing now. That last big mission was the last big one. So I'm winding everything down now. And while I'm in a wild Lucky woman, for you. pardon. Lucky for you. Yeah. It, it feels like if you carried on at that rate when they did cut we kind of knew though didn't we we had a talk didn't we we knew it's too late now isn't it so wild man and wild woman now I've not got the supply of drugs anymore so they're going to rampage now of ripping off all of the dealers they can get possibly get free drugs off which is creating even more mayhem because they're using your name to do that yeah and what was the bit where you ended up throwing boulders through the car and the house windows and everything Uh, which one in the um, which one (laughs) 10 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've not even finished the DJ's house story yet. Where that? What ends up with that? Oh, shit, the two houses get destroyed. Yeah. There are times where I'm like, sometimes you play computer games and you're like, uh, this is a ridiculous story. This would never happen. And then he's like, we've not even finished the DJ's house yet. I like it though. I show up. Yeah. I show up at the DJ's house. He's playing his tunes. I, I go to pick. Well, I go to pick. The DJ's long gone because Wildman's moved in. And um, hang on, let's start. The DJ fucking turned around and old money, substantial amount of money, and he's saying, people have come in and robbed us. We haven't got your money, Sean. And we've seen a pattern of this, and yeah. this is how I knew that we had our demise. Yeah. Because people are always going to collect to suddenly disappeared. They're not in the town no more. Right. You know what I mean? They've all got the same story. We've been talking to the fucking been race and the fucking, up. you know what I mean? They've, they've all got a new witness. You get that feeling <laughs> where it's like... Not that, but what they're saying is, I've you been know ripped so, so they don't have to repay the debt. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he pulled that one, didn't he? And what did you say to him when you moved in then? I said, that's all fine. I said, well, if you got ripped off, I'll come and move in and make sure you're all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, so in a, but in a passive-aggressive yeah. sort of threatening... Meanwhile, I'm going to fucking split up again. Fucking, he was just fucking... Oh, I was just sick of a fucking madness. Because it was just... It was on, a, on and off relationship. But loved one of the lords, but it was just on and off. Anyway, she's doing her fucking thing. I'm doing mine. So I move in this fucking place and like I'm enjoying it and got some girls coming around. Sierra comes around, another city girl dancer. Got a thing with them city girl dancers. Young yeah, who can blame you? Know what I mean? They're wonderful, aren't they? Aren't they? God bless them. <laughs> Love them. Yes. That's the personal views of Brian there. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely do love titty girls. Oh, you, you got girls with breasts? That's what you love. Titty girls. Yeah. No, girls who work in titty bars. Yeah, this right. one's Italian and she's like literally fucking really dark, nice eyes, literally huge fake fucking tits, man. Right. Do you like fake boobs? I don't give a fuck any boobs as long as they're you fucking big and fat. Right. Okay. I wanted a fat really, but she was really slim and like really good look. A bit too good so looking for me. A bit out of your league. A bit say. out of my league, yeah. No, I, I like the slappers, not the 10 to 2 as you get outside the nightclub. I don't personally know them. I, I, I can imagine the exact person. So, <laughs> you be, well, I don't like him now because I'm married. Yeah, <laughs> but back in the day, you did. But yeah. so, uh, how did you get a girl like that? Why are you getting a girl like that at that time? Ah, fucking hell! It wasn't like to be did. Dish. You them? I just had drugs. Were you quite charming? at drug? Yeah, drugs. You charmed them a little bit as yeah, well. Yeah, charmed them and fucking like charm free drugs. Well, man's really charismatic. He's like a mafia figure to these ravers. Yeah. So are they thinking like, you know... He's safe, as not He's a character. Right. He's, he's established he, character. He's like a legend. And were you... Because you're... Were you... Oh, you that, I was known no matter where I went. Yeah, I was known. I was known as Sean's enforcer. But I'm not... I'm, I'm asking, are you a, a hench guy at this time? Are you... Because you sound like you're working out quite a lot. Sort of not working out directly, but sort of, you know, using your muscle. Well, yeah, I was... Rocket heads and fucking. Um, Just his behaviour was intimidating enough, and it was, his behaviour like that was constant. And at this point, he's in another dimension because of all the meth, not sleeping. People are thinking, fuck, you know, I don't even have to do something wrong around him. Yeah. He could just throw me through a window. It's just tense being around those people. I was kind yeah. of physically fit because I didn't fucking eat, really. Right. Because I was always on the fucking meth. You look like Dennis Rodman at one point with the blonde hair. And yeah. The, not Eminem, Eminem. Yeah. Did you get your hair dyed bleach blonde? Yeah, I did. Right. Yeah, I thought yeah. he literally so looks I, I like Eminem. So, so Sean says, let's lay low, and you think, my hair bleached blonde. Yeah. yeah. But then I was, I, was, I was looking a little better as well because I got all this in prison apart from the fucking hair breaking at once. But fucking, 
it was like I didn't look too bad then I was probably down to like, what 16 stone at one point yeah or 16 stone God, but he says laying low he's just getting berserk on meth right. so he's found where Skinner lives finally this is just before we're going to get arrested now mm-hmm. and he's in the house and Joey Crack shows up and how many weapons did you have in there well that's where the boulders come in wasn't it well I got the wrong fucking car but it wasn't his <laughs> the amount of people who have suffered because you thought it was that I mean I'm going all the way back to the beginning where you exactly. hit that car yeah they shouldn't drive white Tauruses most common car is America yeah. Yeah. and I show up at Gary Manor um, <laughs> doing it now you can't mention his real name so you showed up at the DJ's house house, right? and Wellman's just sat there on the wall and he's just got this really sad look on his face despondent and his face is covered in soot and I pull over and I'm like what's happened Wellman why do you look so sad he's like I can't live there anymore la it accidentally got set on fire last night when um, I went to sleep and what happened was it wasn't my fault it was basically at Christmas lights. It was around Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't see that coming. It was a true I story. didn't see that coming. It was a true I story. I didn't think fucking Santa and his reindeers would have something to do with this. This is mental. And what it was, I was tweaking, and this guy had moved in, and he was like a computer thing. He, was, he loved his computers. So we left all the computers, so I switched them all on. And I, when you've done sweet, you think you can fucking do anything. So I'm like, oh, I can program that. Oh, I can do that. Oh, let's see what this does. You know, you try and make a microwave into a fucking toaster. Right. You, you, you amuse yourself for a couple of hours. You got yourself a fucking little screwdriver. And you're like, hey, that's it. You just focused on something between on, that and, and big tits. Titty girls. Right. So, cut a long story short, I've got all these things plugged in. And I've got this city girls coming. So I thought I'd like some fucking candles, be romantic. Go and get a fucking, some fucking meal deals. <laughs> meal deals? I was still a Jew, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was still She's had a hard meals. day at work. Yeah, yeah, you know what right. I mean? So I was fucking, I'll go and get these meal deals and fucking say, I'm thinking, oh yeah, she wants banging in the ass, man. I'll fucking, and she told me I can fucking do it tonight. So I'll, I'll be nice, I'll get the candles out. No <laughs> fucking got all the candles out and all that. Take <laughs> two way too many drugs, but fucking not tweaking anything. Tweaks, yeah, tweaks crystal meth. Like yeah. Just clarify, yeah. So I ended up fucking falling asleep upstairs. It was one of them apartments where it was like it was an opener. It was like you go upstairs and the bedrooms there, but there's a balcony and you can see downstairs. So I'm sat there fucking. I, I, I've just slept. And like, it was only a power nap, I thought. I thought it was like three hours, but it was really like 12. And as I'm sleeping, I'm sort of like thinking I'm having a Pink Floyd dream. Because I can see, like, you might know, like, the clouds floating over and all that. Yeah. And like, that side, and that type of thing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know if it was that side. It was one of them where you see the clouds and all that. I think, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> and I look up, and the fucking place is on fire. <laughs> Oh, I love this shit. <laughs> this is the image of you saying the clouds. <laughs> this is the most mad podcast. I swear, I'd, honestly, I've had so much gin, it's unfucking real. <laughs> absolutely fucking. So you managed to dodge, oh, though, God. like getting in trouble for that, didn't you? Well, what happened was, I, was like, I, I managed to have, looking, I didn't have much in the house, drug wise, because I've done it all. And fucking, 
and I managed to have a bag of clothes. I got my clothes out this time. Well done. I learned. I learned. Yeah. You do learn by your mistakes. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucking. It's just when the fire brigade turn up and they go, see, you got your clothes out, and you just go, yeah, I've burnt houses down before you. Know? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do it. This isn't my first one. Yeah. But it actually come by, it actually did you a favour, didn't it, in the long run, because he got the insurance back because it was there was too many things plugged into the wall and it had actually set fire to this fucking like well, kind of it was either that or the candles right. I, I'm putting it, it down it's either the open flame or the thing that he got plugged <laughs> in exactly. we'll never know we'll never know yeah. <laughs> he's off his tits and yeah. trying to unscrew something with a fucking lit yeah. candle <laughs> this isn't working <laughs> oh, the screwdriver's not working at all yeah. no fucking hell oh, it's bust mental right. so you're out of another house yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 Sean at this point is thinking I need to put him in a padded cell well, the stock market's crashed, so my money has gone down rapidly now. Are you depressed at all about that at that point? I would say I was kind of like depressed, and I was doing the drugs still. You lost a fucking million, didn't you? Doing, yeah. doing the drugs still. Doing the drugs still to like counteract. Should have given it me. I'm kept it safe. The yeah. more depressed I got, the more drugs I wanted to take. Yeah, you were sort of into the drug um, industry at that point. It mustn't have really mattered that much. I've been talking about the dealing, and my bird was scared of me hanging out. But I was sneaking out every weekend with Wildman, getting high on the GHB and hanging out with, so the, pe- you, hanging you, out with the people of the night. You'd gone from right. big time a uh, stockbroker, big drug dealer. Should we have one more? To, you've calmed down. You're calmed now, down from the you're, dealing you're level. You're now sort of small time. Yeah, but still quite mental on the, on the consumption. You're, 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 in terms of making Frankly, money, in yeah. terms of making money and, and selling drugs, you've gone small time. Yeah. But you're still having a fun time, basically. Yeah, but it's kind of like, you've gone over that peak, and it's kind of like, you're trying to like cling back to that old legend, but really you're slipping further and further down, and it's getting darker and darker. The highs are getting less and less. Oh, I was doing GHB and just flopping on the floor like a Well, fish. the signs were there, everyone who's old, suddenly disappeared, and they weren't in town no more, or it was just, you knew, and like, you see, like you're actually getting followed. One of the dead giveaways I had was outside where I was staying in Farmer, so it's Farmer Street. There was this fucking guy up the lamppost, and he's fucking, he's up there, and like he's acting like he's fucking fixing. You know what I mean? But he's got no bastard tool bag. Yeah. He's fucking up the fucking lamppost, and you'd expect him to have a tool bag in that, but he's doing absolutely nothing apart from installing a fucking camera. Mm. So this is. Your Goodfellas moment almost, you know. This is like totally. If, if anyone's seen Goodfellas at the end, where he's off his face doing the coke and that, and they're following around a helicopter, you you feel like you're seeing little signs more and more. My guy yeah. Cody yeah. was getting followed around yeah. by the helicopters. It's oh. all in the police paperwork, exactly like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was the money guy. Yeah, and you are getting followed as well. We're all getting followed. So you begin to realise this. But we're like, because we our decision-making process is scrambled, we don't know if it's the police, we don't know if it's rivals. We you don't, don't know if it's just paranoia because of the Or drugs. if it's just paranoia. Yeah. And it was often paranoia, but sometimes it wasn't. And I, people are telling me things, and I can't, I can't now figure out whether they're paranoid or that it's the truth. Be honest, was it a little bit exciting to be the, the number one target, that guy? No, it was exciting for me when I was at the peak of it, 
and everything was peaceful and I was throwing parties up to 10,000 people I've got my bouncers running around my ego is can't be greedy you got to take best of both ego is as big as the Grand Canyon you got to take good and bad strip, strip tease women partying with them in the hotels the come up is that, the fun that bit. was that was the exciting yeah, part that of was it. the scoffing so part. I was trying to get back to that but it was an impossible so every time you try and reach high you slip a little further yeah, yeah. Right. my bit yeah. was the journey yeah yeah, yeah. the journey to that yeah, just to, just, just to give a fuck about the money. Just the good times they had and bad times. Well, that, mate, that's what life's all about, isn't it, lads? Yeah. It's yeah. the journey. Yeah. I feel like we should sort of pause. Just, and then we'll pick this back up for a part four, maybe? Are you oh, yeah. 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 I, think, I think the viewers are going to be gagging for his prison stories. Because I, 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 I know from what you told me, there's a yeah. fuck ton of those. Oh, man. So let's, we'll just all day on sit them. down there. All day on them. Yeah. And if people hit, like... Yeah. 10,000 likes on this. Yeah. We'll do a part... Which See you there. Yeah. We'll, do a, we'll do a part four. And check out his stories yeah. in this. I'll put well, that on man's prison story. So everything... Because <laughs> I, I actually... So the first time that we had Sean on the podcast, I was the one who took all the books home. I got them on my side and I've read. And they're very well written. Mm-hmm. I put, I'll give you that, Sean. You've, Thank you. You've really written them well. You've chosen great Thanks stories. All my skills, yeah. And, yeah, we'll, um, and we'll they put, get better and better as you go along. In the description... We'll put Sean's uh, books in there. Wildman's um, playlist on YouTube. Yeah. We'll put your, yeah. your YouTube channel. Put his playlist. Yeah. yeah. And I'll get a watch. He's going to get a Twitter well. account as well. get a Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. Got to be done. And then we'll come back for part four. Part four. Yeah. 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 This is that, by the way, no one's ever done a part four, so oh, I think yeah. this is worthy of it. Let's just say this, right? Nice when you fin- yeah, I know, right? When I'll, you bring, can- I'll bring some cans as well. I'll bring the cans. Oh, no, no. Don't you worry about that. The first time we met Sean, I thought, this is the mental... Podcast. Really? Every podcast just keeps getting more and more crazy. But, but I love them though. Yeah, yeah right. I fucking yeah. love them. Because yeah. I think it's nice. interesting people like when you're doing a podcast, this is like a dream to have someone who's had such a mad life and fair it's play. Like, um, yeah. Thanks it's for like sharing. Like, uh, Do I come across all right though? Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of like feeling that I should sort of stick to certain details and lay all the details away. But it's, in the end, it's just. But the thing is, mate, what you're saying in your twenties. You're always going to be at your most wild, and, and uh, you know yeah. there's a reason you had a nickname. And I'm sure that when we cover all the prison stories and, and then coming out and going back to regular life, yeah, we'll get a different sight. You then, but I've been married now seven exactly. years. I've never been arrested. Yeah, I've exactly. never been in trouble. Yeah. Never, to be fair, that, that's what normal people. I've never been arrested. You know? Yeah, exactly. seven years. I want credit. You're supposed to, all right? All right yeah. no. We'll get. We'll pick this back up, lads. Okay, cool. Um, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you use your loop? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Nice if you haven't already, uh, cheers, Lawrence. Hit the like yeah. button. Subscribe. Thanks for watching. We'll see you later. All right. Shake cheers. his hands on camera. Good. Come on, lads. <laughs> all right, lads.